Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Sean. My name is Steve. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Alright guys, coming up, we got a review of The Cloverfield Paradox. I know last week that we said we are going to review The 1517 in Paris. But uh, yeah, oh, we switched yeah. it up. I Fuck f- it. <laughs> I forgot we were I supposed to review uh, that. I think it is a good idea. Yeah, I think this is a good More idea relevant. too. More mm-hmm. relevant. What was a good idea? The, 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 yeah, we switched the movie. The Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, I was dreading that. Well, movie. think about it. I didn't know about it until the football, the big game. Yeah. yeah. Well, and nobody we, did. Well, yeah. It was so a I mean, surprise attack. Yeah, by exactly. out of nowhere. Attack. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it literally happened after we recorded the show. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll get into that. Um, we're also going to be talking about uh, just Netflix in general. There's some of their releases, some of their strategies, and just uh, give our thoughts on that, and um, some other stuff that we all watch individually during the week. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. How was your week, Steve? Oh, good. You said you're tired once again? Yeah, I think that's just a constant trend, especially on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a long week. Fashion week was happening. I got my ass kicked a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's just like... You I hit the runway? No, I wish oh. I did. I kind of had this fantasy <laughs> that they would, like, one of the models would break his, like, leg. Steve, you're on. Steve, we need you. It's like, this is my moment. <laughs> how, how many people would have to... Uh, like I'm not uh, their first choice. I'm yeah. like their tenth so, choice. Yeah, so I'm curious, like how many people would have to incur serious bodily injury. Well, I feel like there's Steve like Steve is brought up to the I runway. I don't think it's like <laughs> just bodily injury. I think it's just like circumstance. Like, oh, you can't do it because you stage fright. Yeah. Oh, you can't do it. It's just a lot of things. They're just like, oh, <laughs> S- Steve, you're the only one that can fit into these shorts. We yeah, get like you out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I had that that fantasy during the the tom ford show this past week did you see tom ford yes i did really yeah really yeah. that's cool yeah i saw him he you was telling like, nocturnal animals sucked i'm just kidding no i didn't tell him that i enjoyed that movie i want to say hi but i feel like at that point you're just like just like one of the cogs you, of didn't, the machine. Give, you didn't give him a do the right film business card no that sounds like the worst idea ever oh, there's definitely worse ideas i don't know but fashion week happened uh Several people I've I know almost died because of the stress. Mm. Stress over fashion. Yeah, it's just like this is one of the most stressful times. Like yeah, this like, week is like super stressful. Yeah, like I can't ever figure out like do I wear the button up? Do I mm-hmm. just go t shirt, sweater? Like I almost, shorts. Shorts. Hey, you went for a, a nice what? What's that? Cashmere. Cashmere. I went for a find the two like wool. the two colors that don't match at all in your blue and green your drawer. <laughs> yeah, and wear those. And that's what I did. <laughs> oh, I mean, it worked. He pulled it off. And then you have that nice hipster jacket you got now. Yeah. No, Pico. It's not a hipster jacket. It's very nice. But, yeah. it was. I feel like Fashion Week is just a whirlwind, whirlwind of, like, fuck yous and compromises. Because so much shit happens. And you have to be like, all right, well, I guess this is the plan now. Yeah, I was strolling through Manhattan the other day by myself. And um, I saw a bunch of people just taking random photos and, like, fancy outfits in, like, every corner. Yeah. And for some reason, I just hated everybody. Yeah, it's right. just like it's stressful. Like it's fun. Like like I was telling you Friday, I was at this house, this manor, I guess you can say, it's just like look just straight out of Phantom Thread. And that's what inspired the the show is Phantom Thread. So like they actually had like a pianist on there like playing wow. the song on original. Mm-hmm. It's just but it was it was cool. Like it was just it was really nicely done, I guess. Uh this is in the city? It was at a hotel or lobby it was, or something. It was like apparently it was like an art club. Oh, uh, okay. Like back in the day. So it was it was fun but stressful. Nice. Yeah. So is it over? I think it's for a couple more days. I believe. Okay. I okay. mean, my part in the whole thing is over. Here, here's my thing with Fashion Week. Okay. 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 
there's got to be hundreds of them because I've lived in New York a year, one year. Yeah. Well, there's I swear two. There's, there's been, two. Yeah. There's yeah. I swear there's been five in one year. So there's no like set fashion week. Well, there's like men's and women's. So it just varies. Like, hmm. like, I feel like there's more than that. So like Tom Ford did his shows like one men's was Tuesday and then he did his women's on Thursday. So like it's just it kind of like however. And then every now and for. then like if a brand releases something, uh, if it's like a big brand, they'll do like a show in the yeah. city. What about uh, Old Navy? They have a, a exhibition. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a fucking. It's the dumpster. That's exactly what I was thinking. Outside of the venue. <laughs> some old guy. I'm Old Navy. <laughs> Check out my wares. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah, the well, now I want an Old Navy biopic. Oh, we should. You should make it's, it. It's like it's like done in an apartment. Old Man Navy. <laughs> well. Shit. What about you, Shamo? Anything Fashion Week related? Um, nope, not no? even close. I saw people in Manhattan like you. Yeah. Saw a bunch of white girls all done up and happy and successful, and I got mad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Steve was. <laughs> was it because they were women or white or was it a combination? Combination. combination. Yeah. Everything okay. that you're not. Yeah, I mean. Oh my I'm white, god, that's the worst thing you've ever said. Not that kind of white. Mm-hmm. They're the kind of white that that money. The nice know, white. Yeah. White. Yeah. What are we getting into here? Yeah, what are we getting? We're doing uh, Me and Steve weird. saw those girls, you remember? And I was comparing them to all the modest <laughs> Asian women in Koreatown. <laughs> I was like, look at them. So obnoxious. Look at I can imagine this conversation. <laughs> it's like he's not joking. He said all these things. We're walking. He's just like, fucking look at him. And I'm like, Jesus, man. <laughs> Other than that, my week was okay. I didn't do much. Uh, just settling into the new apartment, d- doing some game nights, some drinking. Some exploring the new neighborhood, and uh, that's about it. I've been converting my home to a smart home, so that's the new talk of the town. Is it really the talk? No, no, it's he not. He got a, a Alexa. <laughs> yeah. And now it's a smart home? And a bulb. And one <laughs> smart bulb. Smart <laughs> Be careful, man. It might take over. <laughs> Alexa, t- turn lights red. The, the bulb bursts and shatters in my eyes. <laughs> Alright, uh, yeah, other than that, not too much. Trying to get back on track of watching movies. Not doing a great job this week, but I'm hoping next week is the week where this all changes. I'm just going to let you know right now, this has been a constant trend in the whole show. You've been saying that. I was like, you know, no, nah, there's some good. weeks where I watch two or three. But uh, I, w- I would like to mention, um, if you remember our, our top ten list, all of us had good time in like the top two or three at least. And it's now on Amazon Prime. I just want to encourage everyone to go watch that <laughs> now, right? Yeah. It's free, so watch it. Yeah, I mean, like... I mean, as long as you subscribe to Amazon Prime, but if you're not, then I guess it's not free. People who don't, I don't know how they get... Like, I don't know how they wait seven days for shipping. Like, I mean, people have patience. I can't do it, dude. <laughs> can't do it. Uh, we're looking for sponsors, by the way, Amazon. Uh, what about you, Harvey? What about me? How was your week, bro? Oh, you were, you were gone last week. Weren't you sick half of it? Yeah. Yeah. I was a... Uh, yellow fever? Yeah, it was a yellow fever. Mm-hmm. Um, the mosquito guy? I got it from uh, the my tour in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us a little bit more about your tour. About my tour? Yeah, your tour. Let us know. It was pretty cool. Pretty fictional. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was sick f- for a lot of last week. That's why I missed the episode. I'm feeling okay now. Um, I'm back on a inhaler, though. Like, I'm eight years old. So, um... Damn. Yeah. 
got it. We yeah. were at a show last night, and Harvey pulled it out <laughs> in the show. You know? Yeah, he pulled it out. Uh, All the girls we went drinking crazy. the other night. He pulled it out the bar. I didn't even notice that. He's just like in the corner. He's like, sometimes. Oh, I'm like, oh shit, what the hell? I didn't know you did that. Damn, your, your sickness invoked, like you have to get an inhaler. It's crazy. Yeah, my lungs, uh, my lungs aren't so great, so I had to uh, get on a, a steroid. Uh, it's only temporary, though. I won't have to uh, use it for the rest of my life or anything. That's good. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you have to use it? Do you, the doctor say do five pumps a day? No. Well, or only when, or like, like when you feel like it. I just uh, know. I just know oh. when I have well, to that's... use it. So the doctor told you that? Well, you, no, you know. I, just, oh. I just know. Oh, it's just like, yeah. you just know when to use it. You're like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, fuck. You, you never had one, Steve? No, I don't no. know what that. I don't know what the experience is like. No. No. Oh. Uh, you made it sound reason, like I you imagine don't. Steve having one in school for some reason. Why? I don't know. Steve used to look like a nerd. That's why. Yeah. No, it's not he about the look- nerd thing. Because I remember you said you had like, some kind of breathing this is like This is like breaking news to me. Like, really? Like, you, I used to look you, like a nerd. Have you not seen old photos of yourself? No, I burned you them. Look, <laughs> uh, you look like you carried like What's two inhalers. Uh, American Eagle shirt. That's what nerds <laughs> have in bad lungs. I don't get that. I don't have bad lungs. stereotype? Yeah, well, lungs are great. they I, only breathe I, the air in their rooms. Yeah, so I, don't know. I ran like it's tracking cross country for years. I'm good. Um, mm-hmm. We did Wait, have an interesting experience last night. I think we should probably talk about that. A word? Yeah, we went to a show. Um, this band that we saw open up for uh, another band that we like uh, about a half a year ago. They're called Navy Gangs. They're pretty good. And it was a last minute thing. I was just browsing, see what's going on on Saturday night, and they had a show at this place called Park Church Co-op. And it's an actual church that they do like live shows when they're not using the church for just wait, do things. They, can you drink? Yeah, there was actually a, like oh, they, there was a cool. table there set up with some guy just serving like Lord gin. Lord Jesus! It was a Sounds it was wrong. my I was telling Harvey it was my first time ever in my life in a Catholic or Christian church. Never really? been in one. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You were drinking. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny too because like Jesus you know it's a church Christ. and they have like the benches. So I'm not used to going to a show and sitting out on on the bench. And then, um, since it was my first time, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say a prayer. And I did. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> which, Man, which God yo, did you dude. pray to? I don't know. I was like, listen, God. <laughs> I, I did an actual prayer just to see you're if like, things would the, turn you're around. Like, honestly, you're like this, like a Southern like woman's bat, like uh, uh, her worst nightmare. It's just yeah. like some brown guy drinking in church. She'd be like, oh, fuck. No, I have my gin and tonic. <laughs> and keep in mind, I'm pretty much atheist. Yeah. And I was like, dear God. I don't know who I'm talking to. And then I did an actual prayer, and in the end, I was like, amen. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, you you, never, you never said a prayer in your life? That's not even the craziest part of the show. Oh. The, the oh, show yeah. got crazier. So, this, though, I guess the main band that was due to perform, I, I don't even know their name. Do you know? I don't remember. Yeah, um, me either. The band was started playing, and then, uh, like, everyone turned around like it was a wedding. Yeah. And then we saw this this tall guy. Wearing a uh, wedding dress, and he had like a veil and everything. And then some lady was, walking. Can- yeah, walking with him with yeah, she- a fox mask on, right? Yeah, she yeah. had like a or like a deer mask. Cause this she ain't a real church. Yeah, it's weird. And so it's a real church. Yeah, this so sounds like some weird shit off a of Bioshock. Like that's, something that's exactly you would see yeah, in Bioshock. It was, it was pretty it looked, surreal. It looked like it could be a scene from Bioshock. Yeah. yeah. And so they walked to the uh, to the altar. And then the, he takes off the veil yeah, and then kisses a mannequin. Yeah, he throws the bouquet too, which hit me. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Which was <laughs> very strange. And uh, yeah, and the no, person, keep in mind this is already a strange experience. Yeah. And then Harvey notices this. Yeah, the woman that was walking with him, that was wearing the woman that was wearing the mask, was Susan Sarandon. 
Yeah. And then she sat down right in front of us. And and that's apparently I, was like staring I did some research. Her. That's her her transgender son. Yeah. Uh, son of Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Oh, that's Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon's son. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. We're like, dude, we're in the most randomest place ever. This show was ten dollars at the yeah. door. Well, There's still selling tickets. What was tickets. he doing there? He's the lead singer of the band. He's yeah. the lead singer of the band. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. Like they're like not even famous. It's pretty funny. And like she's just there at some random church in Greenpoint in front of us with her son. Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty strange. Well, it sounds like you guys had a fun night, but not as fun as what we had last night. You, you guys Baby. played Monopoly or Monopoly. Risk? Monopoly. Monopoly. Monopoly yeah. It got a little got a little heated. Uh, feelings was it a one on one on one? No, it was four. Four. Oh, but it was it was intense, and yeah, that's I all I would say. I don't want to I don't want to drag it on mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't want to drag it on longer. You can tell my one. And yeah, no, I mean that's not the highlight though. <sighs> what? What's Somebody the flip the table. I think well, I think all of us was gonna flip the table on Tom. Mm, yeah, man. they can't handle my my. I'm like the Donald Trump of Monopoly. I don't I'm think straight, you should ever. You should I'm never. a straight shooter. <laughs> I speak the truth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's uh wait. What's the crazy part though? You I don't know what he's that. talking. Well, that, that was the crazy part. Oh, that he won. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with the Shomo family curse and all. We're we're hitting the the limits on the timer here. But you guys want to talk movies or do you have more weekly uh, honestly to talk about, John? I could talk movies. I had a story to tell, but I can't. Oh, so my girlfriend and I uh, decided to get a cat. And did um, you get one? Did you get one? Let me get to it. No, we didn't get one. Oh, but um. <laughs> We we filled out an application. Apparently, you got to fill out an application yeah. for a cat in New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you uh, but I've done this before. I can't remember though. But we got approved. They were like, "Yeah, good luck. It'll <laughs> take like everybody. three weeks." They called us today. We filled it out yesterday. <laughs> Apparently, well, we could go pick up a cat whenever we want. Wait, you just go pick a cat? Yeah, you, you got to pay like a hundred dollars. You don't fill out an application for. One cat, you fill it out for the ability to pick cats. To pick, yeah, and they and they call. My girlfriend told me because I wasn't there. She they called her this morning, and they're like, "Yeah, so we recommend you getting two cats because." And my girlfriend's like, "So what do you think the idea of getting two cats?" I was like, "Absolutely not. Yeah. First, two. we can, we could try one." That's that's like some fucking tires plus type shit. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, like, yeah. we recommend you getting two because the the if you only get one, he's gonna be pretty much like rowdy. And like biting and nibbing on your toes and stuff like that. But if he has a friend, they play with each other. I have a cat and he doesn't do any of that. One cat. Well, let me let me go with you. Get a male cat. We're gonna go take a, 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 a look around at some of the places this week. You gotta get a male cat. You don't gotta get a male cat. Other female superior. cats are okay too. I've had some bad experiences with female cats. My first cat when I was a kid, Susie. She was a horrible, horrible Susie. beast. Because you named her Susie. Let's uh. <laughs> So yeah, I might have a cat next week. I, might. I can't wait. I'm excited for you. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. Yes. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Talking yeah. movies? Who wants to go first? I want to go first, actually. Actually, maybe I should go first. You're all losers in a way. Why? Because you all like old movies. Yeah, you, all you guys old movies. Well, that's what I was getting to. I watched a movie Harvey assigned me. Uh, Yee. Um, that's the name. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Yee. Yee, yeah. So actually, it's pretty fresh in my mind. I watched it this morning. Um, you didn't tell me this movie was three hours long. Got it's, em. it's really long. I didn't know it was three hours long. Is it? Yes, exactly. Uh, three did it go hours down long. smooth? Um, so yeah, Yee. Uh, directed and written by uh, Edward Yang. He's pr- uh, pretty big in Taiwanese uh, film culture. Uh, I believe you gave Steve Taipei story yes, two two episodes ago. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I want to get to that one too. I didn't watch that one, but um, apparently this one is is his most famous work. Yeah. He actually got the best director award for this in two thousand. Yeah, 2000. 
at uh, Cannes. And uh, yeah, so this movie, it's on a lot of people's top 10 lists. Martin Scorsese said it's yeah. one of his best film, or favorite he's, films. Yeah, it's been considered like the greatest Taiwanese movie ever made. Yeah, um, I love this movie. I thought it was amazing. It's three hours long, but it's like very easy to digest. And the story is essentially plotless. It just, it's a, the story revolves around a family that lives in um, like the heart of like Taipei. And it's just a family drama, and the story sh- uh, focuses on every character of the family. The it's basically telling the story of three generations within the family: the son, the daughter, and the husband and wife. And the my I think my favorite story is the husband, and his story kind of revolves around like reconnecting with a lost love, and him going on this trip with her, a work trip, and then they're kind of like bonding and reminiscing and being nostalgic when they were once together like 30 years prior i believe and the daughter is dealing with basically coming of age and like love and just witnessing these different uh dynamics within her family and the son is just experiencing normal day life as like a i believe like seven years old in the movie and we get a lot of his story in reflection of what he witnesses with the family and uh yeah this this movie is beautiful it shot amazingly like you get a really good experience of like taipei and like the area that these people are interacting with uh, it's it's very uh, i haven't seen any this is my first edward yang movie but uh it's shot and directed uh, very like naturalistically and beautiful like it there's a lot of scenes where it's just pretty bland like the characters don't exude too much emotion but it i don't know it, it hits me pretty pretty hard especially like some of the stuff that unfolds in the end with the family i would recommend this for somebody who has like the patience i assume uh yeah it seems like right up my alley i kind of want to watch it now yeah um i'm still processing like i literally watched like it finished like an hour and a half ago um but yeah i liked it a lot uh it's a good good recommendation i would uh give it a four four out of five i would say nice yeah it's a good pick you guys should check it out it's on um filmstruck for free yeah well, you got to pay for it, but it's on there. You get the two-week. Yeah, the two-week trial. Um, I think they have most of his movies on there. Apparently, I was doing some research. A lot of his movies, like, he hated the idea of, like, foreign distributors mm-hmm. and the way they, they would treat his films uh, with all the subtitle issues and all that other stuff. So a lot of his movies was actually lost. And only, like, recently, a lot of it was found and being redistributed. So a lot of his stuff you can actually go online and find right now. But from like I believe 1994 to like 2006, pe- nobody could find his movies to like sell or distribute. So you can get them all now on um, Filmstruck. So yeah, yee four out of five. Nice. I'll, uh, should I go next or just rotate back around? Yes, just um, rotate. Show more then. I want to talk about some old well, we, stuff. Like I mean, this. we got people who owe movies. So I don't know. Should they go next or Harvey? Talking about some people like that. Fucking say, say just say it's, my name. It's, it's everyone. There's only four it's not G- no, Harvey, it's, like, it's not you. <laughs> I mean, actually, ass. yeah, he actually does owe a movie. No, everyone does. I wasn't. I wasn't just who? singling you out. Who else? Because I owe a movie. a movie. He owes a movie. Yeah. You owe a movie. Yeah, man. What movie do you owe? Cell Block. I mean, it's oh, he just. That uh, was from it, last yeah. week. <laughs> what, do you, what do you owe? Yeah. Nothing, because I'm fucking. So no, not everybody. Yeah, <laughs> everybody know, I except me. Don't owe the movie. It's you know you owe it this episode. Well, maybe Steve should go next then, since he lost the game last week. Cool. I'll go. Go for it. So, Thomas forced me, with the gun to my head, to watch Brawl in Cell Block 99, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, starring Vince Vaughn. He spoke about this movie highly. Uh, 
So I'll give you a little bit of info. Uh, so after working as a drug courier and getting into a brutal shootout with the police, a former boxer finds himself at the mercy of his enemies as they force him to instigate violent acts that turn the prison he resi- uh, resides in into a battleground. <laughs> Starring Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Carpenter, John Johnson. Um, and you know what, man? It was a lot of fun. It was yeah, a fun bro. movie. Yeah, it man. was like, I think the perfect way to really, I'm not going to really go on this because you explained this movie in detail in your review, but this is a movie that I think you can really give anybody. You can actually give it, you mean like anyone who actually is not like a cinephile or a film lover, like that just kind of watches movies casually. I can give this to them and like watch it and they'll be like, that shit was amazing. Yeah, that's why I gave it to you. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fucking shots fired. Uh, You're the everyman. I'm the everyman, apparently. Uh, no, but this is like a perfect movie to kind of introduce people to the world of like outside of huge blockbusters. It's right. a simple story. Very fun. I think I would agree that this is the better, th- like outside of like the comedies that Vince Vaughn's have done. Like I think it's something like the serious role. I think this is the best thing he's done, especially that opening scene with the car. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, He's like, I get everything he's doing right now. Like, I completely get it. Like, him just, like, taking his anger out on something. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of starts off with this tale of a man who wants to be better. And, you know, a series of events occur, and he just gets pulled into, like, this dark, kind of crazy world. Like, it starts off simple in terms of the setting. Yeah. But then when he gets to prison, it gets to the point where you kind of have to like, uh, like suspension of disbelief. Yeah, like, it's like, fa- it's, it's fantasy like, a little bit. Yeah, right? it's like weird fantasy. Like, it's just like, where's this movie going? Because he ends up in this prison within a prison. And it's just like, it's just yeah. like, a, it's like a hole, like his cell just has like a hole where he shits and then he has a hole where he gets water. I forgot about the carpet in there. Oh, the fucking, what? Just glass. Yeah. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's just like weird shit. But it, like, once you have once you just kind of like go with it and don't don't question it and just take it for what it is it's a lot of fun and uh it has some of the, some of the most brutal like fight scenes i like how the fight scenes were choreographed and how uh and how like that man i really don't want to spoil it but there's just one in the final act there's this one scene where he fights this guy he basically curb stomps him and that shit was pretty rough man I don't know. I don't know if you remember which one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, of course. And ironically, I'm still like cringing just thinking about it. If Wait. you if you go and look at that director's next uh, p- uh, film in production, it's called Dragged Across Concrete. <laughs> oh, I wonder what it's gonna be about. That's weird. That yeah, uh, starring Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. Oh, that, really? That's, that's gonna be interesting. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Um, if I have to say, it's hard for me to complain about anything because there wasn't anything I didn't like. I mean, I feel like everything that was kind of like leading up to that point made sense. Like you got, you un- you started to understand the character, who he was, his principles, because he is a man of like principles and rules and how he does things. So I would say, if anything, the the first act is kind of slow, but I feel like it's necessary to get the story across or at least the character across to like the audience, like who he is. Uh, yeah, man, I-, I-, I dug it. I really liked it. I'll give it a, I'll give it a light four. I didn't love it. It didn't resonate with me. It wasn't Damn. like a picture perfect. Not a top 10? No, no. I don't think it's top 10. I think it's one up, up there as a film that I could easily Sean recommend. Sean differ. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> perfect score I. for me. I, I. I like his other movie too. Bone Tomahawk is incredible. Yeah, I heard it's really good. Yeah, yeah I'm still... I'm in. a big fan of this guy. I think he's really good at directing 
like uh just action like pure raw action he's yeah. a he's a conservative tasteful quentin tarantino in a way like he's making these like fantasy worlds human you know? i like this movie a lot because you don't get a lot of genre movies like this that's done in this style that like appeals to everyone like you said and yeah. uh vince vaughn just carries the role like incredibly like i don't i don't think i could see anybody else doing everybody this loves vince vaughn yeah. Yeah. yeah but he says but this was surprising because it's just like i'm so used to him being just like a goof witty but, like yeah and it's just yeah. like Watching him in this, like I didn't, I, I forgot at one point. I'm like, oh shit, this is Vince Vaughn. His ability to handle emotion was like, well, yeah, he's an actor. <laughs> yeah, like the the rage you see physically build up in his face. Yeah. There was a time where like Vince Vaughn was only doing serious roles, like in the early 2000s, late 90s, yeah. and then he just went into like after he did like Wedding Crashers, he was just doing a lot of slapstick comedy. I think that's what like the, pay- the paycheck. Comedy. Yeah, paycheck was coming in probably. Yeah, he did that one movie, Domestic Disturbance, with um. Oh yeah, with that kid. Yeah, where he plays the stepfather. Yeah, and he's like a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> I remember and that. And he did uh Psycho the Psycho re- remake. Yeah, there's some other stuff in the '90s that mm-hmm. he did as well. Those, and then he, you know, he's been doing all the Owen Wilson raunchy stuff. But I, I would like to see him in more movies like this. No, I saw definitely. I saw some like uh, behind the scenes stuff of the new one they're doing, with Mel Gibson, and it looks really good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just like I think that's the perfect way to describe his movies. It's like. If I was younger, like back in the day before I started watching, like, uh, like I, I wasn't watching, like, you know, I don't say art films or anything like that, but just wasn't, my tastes were very limited. This is something that I would have saw, I would have picked up, and I'd be like, whoa, whoa, this is completely different from what I'm used to watching. It's like when I watched, mm-hmm. uh, God, our dads would like this. Yeah, this is a perfect dad movie. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. My dad, dad would love this shit. This, this is a perfect, yeah. like, you know, it's good for dads, it's good for your pet. Mm-hmm. As he polish his gun. <laughs> no, it was a it was a fun it was a let fun me, ride. Let me ask you something. Recommend did it? Uh, did it grab at any heartstrings? Like what? Which parts? There's a phone call scene. Oh yeah, that part. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was really sad. I was like, "Fuck, man." It's a very satisfying film. Yeah. I would say it gives you, especially like what s- the the outcome <laughs> of the the wife's role in the end. Yeah. I think that's really satisfying. That scene that unfolds. Yeah, I feel like I would say this one thing. I do see everything coming. You can kind of see shit coming, the way like how the way the story's unfolding. You can kind of see yeah. it, the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's, like, it's semi predictable. I didn't, I didn't that like way. that. I already knew that there was a brawl in Cellblock Ninety Nine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a really uh, easy. It's like it's not often that action movies like this. I mean, I guess it's action movie with like fight scenes and stuff that I liked when I was thirteen. Also, emotionally affect me like mm-hmm. high stakes, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, usually it's just action in your face, but this is story. Yeah, it's content. There's character, de- not even development. I would say, because <laughs> I feel like I feel like he is just that person, and he doesn't want to change, and you know he's not going to change. The word development, stupid, right? Development should mean you're going back down. Right? Down, yeah. English. Fuck. Anyway, so yeah, I watched that. It's a good time. Great. All right, Harvey, you next. Okay. Um, what do you guys want to hear about? And you know exactly what well, we want to hear about. I don't know what you watched. Okay. Um, Give us that B-horror movie you watched. No. Nah. I'll start off with Memories of Murder. Oh. Um, Memories of Murder is a 2003, uh, what is it, South Korean, right? It's a South Korean film. North. <coughs> I doubt that. 
Okay. How'd that one slide through? The movie is about two simple-minded detectives assigned to a double murder investigation in a South Korean province. Uh, when the murderer strikes several more times with the same pattern, the detectives realize that they're chasing the country's first documented serial killer. Um, and relying on their basic skills and tools, Park and Joe uh, attempt to... Uh, this is Joe. I'm pretty sure his name is Cho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Park and Cho attempt to piece yeah. together the clues and solve the case in this thriller based on true events. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that it was based on uh, the actual first serial killer, the South Korean serial killer, yeah. until after I watched the movie. So that made it a little bit more interesting and um, yeah, made me feel a little bit more weird about it, too, because there's a... Or at least... From my perspective, there's a lot of uh, comedy in this movie. Yeah, a lot it's of weird a, things happening. Yeah, there's just I feel like he, I feel like yeah, he they, have, they have a it. dynamic between the two of them that yeah. Um, it's like it's like the host though. The host has that a lot too. Like it's like it's like this monster movie, but yet it has these, like weird comedic elements sprinkled throughout for some reason. Yeah, that's true. Um, that is true. Uh, yeah, this movie was uh, very unexpected in several different ways. Um, I thought from the initial uh, first 20 minutes or so that it would be kind of a um, lighthearted kind of a comedic investigation of uh, of a ki- of a killer, but Ooh. it got very dark uh, about uh, midway through the movie, and um, I really appreciated those elements because I didn't. It just kind of caught me off uh, off guard a little bit. Um, to actually see these uh, investigators dealing with a, a truly brutal and um, insane serial killer. I thought that they would kind of gloss over the um, details of the investigation and the uh, horrors that these women uh, went through at the hands of the serial killer, but they didn't really shy away from showing some pretty uh, gruesome things, especially not in the sense of, uh, of the murders, but... Uh, in terms of like the aftermath, especially the, uh, the autopsy autopsy scenes with the uh, forensic uh, analyst going over the bodies and stuff, those were some pretty uh, yeah some pretty gross things. Especially after he found like uh, all the items and stuff that the serial killer would uh, put yeah. up in their crevices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, the one thing that I did not like about this movie though was uh, the balance between the characters. Um, I feel that uh, what was the guy that I believe his name is Cho. He was the one that came in from uh, from the city, right? Yeah, he transferred. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They treated. Uh, oh no, no, they called him in because they needed help for that case. I yeah, I didn't know if he. I believe he may may have transferred voluntarily because he wanted to actually work on the first serial killer case. So I believe he may have transferred voluntarily. I don't know if they necessarily needed his help. Either way, I would have liked to have seen a lot more of his character. I feel that he could have uh, led this movie in a much better way than the uh, the uh, other guy. Um, I, I, I like that element, though. I like <coughs> the other detective just because you have this perspective of a person who basically is kind of like humdrum. Like he's he just a fucking idiot. Yeah, like he just he's just doing the bare minimum of his job. Yeah. And then when he's given something where he has to take it seriously, it changes him. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, I think that he, I think that him as being the uh, secondary character or the uh, second lead would have, uh, I don't know, just fit fit the formula more perfectly for me. Um, I would have liked to have seen a lot more of Cho than I did of Park. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think some of his uh, antics kind of like belied the seriousness of the investigation and the things that we were seeing. They didn't exactly feel balanced to me. He, um, yeah, like there's one part where he fucking realizes that the key to this, this investigation is that they never find pubic hairs. So he, he's like, yeah, I'm going to just go find a dude that doesn't have pubic hair. So it's like this fucking scene <laughs> of him looking at dudes' dicks in order to find a dude that doesn't have pubic hair. And it was it was pretty funny. But at the same time, I don't know if I necessarily wanted that from the lead character. I feel like we we found so little about Cho. He was like a pretty one-dimensional character. We knew a lot more about Park, which eventually did feel satisfying towards the end of the film when you see where he where he has come and how this uh, yeah. experience has changed him. But, uh, yeah, I would have definitely loved to have seen the same thing for uh, for Cho. Um, yeah. So that, in, like, in conjunction with, uh, yeah, just uh, sometimes that comedy feeling like it was uh, was unbalancing the, the story. Um, but I really did love the investigation side of of the uh of the story i liked seeing them trying to take advantage of some people in order to to have this nightmare over with um i don't know if if park was necessarily a shitty person but he definitely did not know how to deal with uh the situation and um he saw he tried to get uh easy way uh ways out of it which, yeah uh, he found the simplest solution yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but that, I think I think that just makes the ending, at least for me, so much like like, like hits harder. Yeah, that ending was perfect. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. so. I believe, yeah, I believe his character does go through change too, and you can definitely see that even before the uh, end of the movie. That uh, he really w- cares about uh, this investigation and this uh, experience has changed both of them dearly. It's kind of uh, put them. Uh, it kind of put their characters like in uh opposite paths in a way because yeah. you can see uh park becoming a more s- serious individual and him uh kind of empathizing with uh the people around him he was kind of like a dick for the first uh yeah. act and a half but he then he becomes like a more ser- serious character and cho cho is very uh relaxed and calm and uh logical but uh throughout the investigation he definitely becomes a uh, a bit fucking crazy himself uh so i kind of like the uh i don't know like the crossing paths that their uh characters take um overall i really enjoyed this movie um yeah this was the uh this is one of the few movies of his that i have not seen um well probably not one of the few but yeah i've seen quite a bit of the other ones uh like snowpiercer and uh Mm -hmm. yeah the host um I really enjoy Joy's films. This one's just, this was more grounded in a way. Um, his recent films have been a bit more, uh, I guess, fantastical. Um, so it was nice to see this yeah. as a, just a common uh, police investigative story. Um, I'm trying to think of more things I can say about this movie. Um, yeah, it's it's a nice movie. It's not too. Uh, Heavy for people that are that kind of shy away from a very um, gruesome and uh, dark uh, police stories. I think uh, most people can probably stomach through this. Mm-hmm. And it's uh yeah, and like I said, it's not too dark. It also has some comedy in it, so you don't have to worry about being bummed out the entire time. Mm. 
I think I'd give this a solid four out of five. I really nice. enjoyed it. All, all of his movies kind of have this weird humor that I feel yeah. like only yeah. he like thinks works. One thing I, <laughs> that made me I laugh like, the entire I, time. I think it works. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... You seen this movie? No, oh. this is like the only one I haven't seen. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of kicking scenes in this. Movie. Oh yeah, dude, he has like the funniest <laughs> yeah. shit. He's getting drop yeah, kicked left and every, right. Everybody's getting drop kicked in this movie, and it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Dude, every it's time it happens. so funny, dude. It's out of nowhere too. You just see some dude come off screen and just like yeah, fucking. Just, <laughs> yeah, it comes out of nowhere. This fucking starts running across and drop kicks somebody. Um, yeah, like even when Park and Show met each other, fucking. That's the first thing yeah, that he does. He drop drop kicks him down a fucking hill. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. It, somehow, somehow he manages uh, to sneak in that comedy while uh, still maintaining a very dark movie and um, people a very serious movie. Drop kick. Yeah, it's uh, it can be brutalizing. Um, should mm-hmm. I keep t- talking? Or? <laughs> sure. He has another movie called Barking Dogs <coughs> Never Bite, and it's so so sad. Oh really? Yeah, I think that's probably his most grounded story because it's kind of plotless as well. Yeah, I haven't heard too. about that one. It's on Filmstruck. Should I talk about another movie? Sure. Uh, I'll talk about uh, Winchester very briefly, briefly, since I watched it, and I shouldn't have to yeah. live alone in my head with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Get it out there. You're in yeah. a safe space. Did you guys read my review on Letterboxd? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it made me feel like a victim. You were. Yeah. Um, you still are. I don't want to talk too much about it, because you guys, I listened to your review a little bit, but... um. I could not figure out for the life of me. I thought about it pretty heavily, and it hurt my brain. But I don't know why Helen Mirren made this movie, or who who convinced her to be in this movie. But um, they they did a great fucking like job. Like they conned the fuck out of her. Yeah, they got her good. The, I don't know what they told her this movie was gonna be, but it is. I, I feel like she's probably just like she's experimenting. Like she's getting old. She doesn't give a fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have a feeling like she's like, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah, so this movie. Nobody um, wants to be an old female Nicolas Cage. (laughs) First of all, one thing that really stuck out to me about this movie was the way it looks. It looks like it was shot on a a Canon 60D back in like 2006. <laughs> did, did you uh, hear my comment about the exterior shots looking like RuneScape? They 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 look really horrible, specifically the shots of the mansion from the outside. Yeah, like it looks really fucking fake. Like they could not shoot in front of like the real house. So they like created like probably some sort of like giant uh artscape and then they just filled in the rest of it with like a C- CGI. I think that's what happened. The real house doesn't even like look like that anymore. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Like the same thing they used to do with uh, like a uh, old Star Trek uh, establishing shots of like a new planet. They would, uh, yeah, they would have an artist come in and they would like do most of it, and then they'd kind of just fill in the rest with CGI. I think that's what happened. And uh, this shit looks so horrible. Like the way it's shot too. Everything's very close and kind of claustrophobic. But it's like the the DP or the cameraman did not know how to work a camera. Like the shots, the shot none of the shots work like on the interior. They're shot in such an awkward and uh, uncomfortable place, like in in such a uncomfortable way. Not, like they do not know how to shoot horror films and setting up scares and stuff. All the scares were like the cheapest shit you ever yeah. see, man. It was it, a terrible. This was like. 
they hadn't seen a horror like a horror movie from like 1998 to like 2000 fucking 18. <laughs> I beg so, your pardon. Yeah, so I haven't seen that movie. Just visually, it looks horrible. Um, I the fucking plot like this is this is one of the worst movies I've seen in the last five years, hands down. I think this is worse than The Great Wall. Yeah, it's worse than The Great Wall. I think this is worse than uh, the King Wall. Arthur. Yeah, this I, is. I, 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 I sincerely believe this is the worst movie we've reviewed on the podcast. Oh yeah, easily the worst. Oh, it's it's fucking well, the, bad. What sucks about it though is it doesn't even give you the uh, the the fucking ability to laugh with it or laugh at it. Oh like, no, I laughed. No, I didn't. I thought I, I, I thought it was just like it's it just bad all around. Like Great Wall, that scene when they're jumping on that. I heard giant, this movie's pretty bad. I fell asleep for forty five minutes. Yeah, I heard this movie. Yeah. Bad. The what was that that kid too? Where'd they find that kid from? Then he's the worst. He the was Wend- horrible. The, the Wendy's guy. Yeah, the little <laughs> Wendy's kid. <laughs> Dude, when when uh, the first scene when he's walking around with the bag on his head, and then like she pulls it off and reveals it's him, I died laughing. <laughs> like, I was like, is this yeah. a joke? I thought it was gonna be like a because the kid, scene. the real kid, doesn't look like that. Why did they make him look like that? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like laughably, like it's on purpose or something. No, it's uh, see, I walked in this movie ten minutes late, so I didn't get to see any of this fun stuff. But what I did see was pretty bad. I woke up in the third act. Oh, yeah, it was super predictable too, and I, I thought it was stupid when spoilers they killed the ghost with a gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> that was the dumbest. Yeah, part. I saw, I, I saw that coming. No, that's not the dumbest the first part. Time. The dumbest part is that he attempted to shoot the ghost with a gun. <laughs> three, three shots in, and he it's yells at her. Not, it's it's go- going right through her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like if three shots to be like, you know well, what? Back, you know, back then they didn't have a lot of ghost movies to base their. Uh, it's right. not that he shot it three times. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. I I remember when uh they were like first trying to set up to fight the fucking ghost, and like that one guy with the facial hair, that uh, he eventually gets killed. But uh, he was mm-hmm. like her um, and for, like her and for contractor la- or something. He was like walking around with a gun. Like, what is he gonna do with the fucking for gun? a lady who hates guns? She lets her everyone of her staff has a gun. Yeah, I was super confused about that. She hates guns. She has a room of guns. Yeah, she then she builds a then, room then of guns. Then she's like, okay, I'm going to build like, a room wait, with every forget? gun. Yeah, with every gun. I'm like, what? She, how, literally, how, she says every gun. How <laughs> off were those um, those uh, title cards in the end with the explanation of certain things that could have like revealed why? I didn't, I didn't stick around that long. Dude, it was like in, ni- in 1906 it was the worst earthquake. It's like random facts. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> what? Word? Does this solve what we just watched? <laughs> They're like proving it. Like, there was a terrible earthquake quake that year, so that makes all this other yeah. stuff possible. I'm just, Apparently I'm so disgusted that that they had the fucking, they had the balls to call this based on a true story or yeah, based man. on actual events. So gross. It's so fucking gross. Lady Helen Mirren. How? She's a dame. This is the biggest gotem. Yeah, Got I've seen in a long time. They got her good. She's senile, bro. <laughs> I don't think she's senile. <laughs> But she needs to fire everybody. That's funny you said under that because employee. she's in a she's in a new movie with Christopher Plummer. Not Christopher Plummer. I forgot the actor's name. Her they go on a road trip to Key West and her uh, oh, husband's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I want to watch that. Yeah, it looks kind of sweet. Too. Yeah, it reminds me of like a boat trip. Oh, I think I saw that yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen. Uh, it has an Alexander Payne vibe to it. For some reason, I have seen a lot of videos of her. Uh, twerking for some reason so maybe she is that yeah. gives some credence to the whole uh, she's experimenting man she's going loose <laughs> i don't know what she's doing she's got to stop though um there's not a, much more i could say about this movie I, it's a half star easily if i can give it zero stars i would do that but mm-hmm. because i think i can put it on, one yeah 
to put it on the spectrum, this is easily a half star movie. This is the worst thing of. You know what? About you know what? Podcast. You know what I hate though. What, why I really dislike this movie is because this movie gives horror, a lot of horror movies a bad rap. Like a lot of people think this is what horror movies are in the, in the current state of horror, horror movies. Yeah, this is and that's, I don't agree this at all. Is disrespectful. No, and that's completely false. Because you look like I, I I talked about it last week. Like if you look at movies like that kind of deals with this type of uh, horror, like supernatural horror, like The Innkeepers. Um, what else is there? Does that one that we watched, like We Still Live Here or some shit like yeah. that? Like those are really good. And You're talking about just in terms of like ghost movies? Yeah. Like supernatural films in general. Yeah. Like The Innkeepers, <coughs> that's amazing. Innkeepers is great. Um, but yeah, and those movies, like they they don't get any acknowledgement. The com- it doesn't come up in conversation, but these movies just give those like just horror movies a bad rap yeah. in general. Who directed it? Ty West? Ty West, Derek Innkeepers. Yeah. yeah. I love Ty West. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, Fuck. cool. You got anything else or you want to move on to Shomo? Uh, yeah, I can go. Um, try to make it quick here. We got a lot of movies to get through. Uh, so said last week that I'm trying to see all the future Oscar films before the uh, the actual Oscars. And uh, that includes like foreign documentary as well. You think I'm going to do it? What? You think I can do it? Uh, did you watch all the foreign movies? I believe in you. Well, I watched one, which I'm going to talk about right now. Okay. So, had limited time today. I was like, you know what I want to watch? The Square. Oh, you nice. watched the score? No, I didn't watch it. It's too long. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I, was like I almost wouldn't have made it here. Uh, I, was, I had to pick one with like a forty-five minute less runtime. That was like two and a half hours. You picked. I'm gonna guess. What? Uh, not Icarus, right? No. Um, it's a Netflix original too. Uh, uh wait, hold up. Not Warmwood, right? <laughs> you? How many guesses do you get? <laughs> like, wait, one more guess. All right. Um, Strong Island? No. No. Uh, not a documentary. It's a narrative. Uh, Hungarian called On Body and Soul. Oh. So oh, this is, uh, this yeah. is Netflix original, which is crazy. To yeah. Me. I didn't even, like, do they even have Netflix in Hungary? Wait, is this Oscar nominated? Yeah. So for, for what? Best foreign language. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, On Body and Soul, the, uh, if you'd, if you'd like me to attempt the actual title. Testrol es lelecrol. Oh, God. Uh, fun fact, my last name is Hungarian. Not a very fun fact. Uh, so, the synopsis for On Body and Soul, as we call it here in America, is when slaughterhouse workers Andre and Maria discover they share the same dreams where they meet in a forest as deer and fall in love, they decide to make their dreams come true, but it's difficult in real life. Uh, it's starring, or sorry, it's directed, written and directed by Ildiko Enyedi. That's a, a female. You know, you can't tell those names, you know, could be unisex. Um, and it's starring, uh, dude, this is brutal. Very Hungarian cast, so I can't really pronounce any of these names, but Geza Morsanyi, Alexandra Borbelli, which I've seen her before, somewhere. And uh, Zoltan Schneider, Irvin Nagy, and so on. So, uh, basically, you kind of start off in this really sterile uh, environment. A lot, a lot of European, like, independent films have that feel, you know? Like, really sterile, and it's, like, kind of their style, I would say. Um, 
you don't see a lot of European filmmakers doing crazy, wacky stuff like Tarantino kind of things. And uh, when I equate European film to like, like now, like the Greek filmmaker Yorgos Lanthos or whatever, he did a Killing of a Sacred yeah. Deer and Top Lobster, two. and they they do these really sterile uh, type stories, and this one is no exception. It's kind of like that. It, it almost feels like he could have directed this, but it's not. It, there's nothing creepy about it and like haunting or thrilling. It's more of actually just like a, a love story. There is some chilling stuff in it as far as like uh, subject matter goes. But um, basically we start off, we meet this manager. He's the manager of a slaughterhouse. And uh, he develops an infatuation for some random girl they hired to be the quality inspector. She inspects the meat. <coughs> First half of the movie I was not told by anybody obviously because I didn't read anything about this movie that I was going to see some brutal uh, animal butchering oh that's fun and you know in uh, movies say uh, no animals were harmed in the making of this film this movie doesn't say that you know what it says it says animals were harmed during the making of this <laughs> film, but not but not for the sake of the film. Yeah. So that just means they they. Just, it was going to happen. They regardless. they already like yeah, they were fil- they got permission to film cows being fucking like decapitated and like looking into their brains and stuff. It's it's brutal. It's fucking brutal. It's like the cat stuff in uh, what's that movie when they throw all the cats off the bridge. They <laughs> had to do that, Otis? so they filmed it anyways. No, I mean <laughs> they, those Christ. cats those cats had fucking yeah, the death might penalty. Might as well film it. They were on death row. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff like that towards the beginning. They work at a slaughterhouse. They're kind of just setting the scene, and it and it kind of works. Um, and he develops this infatuation with this really weird, socially awkward girl uh, who's the quality inspector, and she just, uh, she's really, like, putting up a defense. Like, she doesn't want anything to do with it. Uh, basically, there's a crime committed, and a... In Europe, I guess, when there's a crime committed, they get a psychologist in there, or psychiatrist probably, and uh, to go in and mentally evaluate every employee. I was like, that shit would never happen here. Um, and uh, they find out that they're having the same exact dream. And uh, they everybody thinks they're playing a prank or whatever. Uh, but no, they're sharing a dream where they're, they're both deers. Yeah. <laughs> And what what are you? I feel like you're just saying words, and I'm not understanding anything <laughs> you're saying. The movie right is hard to explain. Um, it has like some lost in translation vibe going on there between them. They're they're definitely not a fit couple. They're not attractive. the The guy has a crippled hand, and he can't really use it. The girl is just extremely socially fucked. Like there's scenes where she's playing with a toy with toys, and she's reenacting parts of her day with her toys. And she's like a college grad, fucking university student who who graduated and became a high-level quality inspector at this plant. And she plays with fucking toys. So, like, it's just like autism going on there. But this movie kind of works in, like, that same uh, Yorgamos uh, fantasy world where it feels real, but it's so ridiculous that it's not. But they don't ever really come out in a tell you that so i think uh that is one of the biggest flaws of the movie it doesn't do what if you've seen the lobster and killing of a sacred deer they set up this outlandish uh plot you know you're like okay 
I'm interested. What the fuck is going on right now? This movie takes a long time to really get down to what it what it's about. And I think that's kind of a flaw. I think they should have like uh, made some huge reveal in the beginning that would have kept you engaged for the rest of the film. However, I still think this is a really good movie. Um, I I don't see it winning best foreign language film, even though I haven't seen any of the other ones, but I plan to. And I think The Square is going to be great. But um, yeah, I, I would recommend this movie. Sean, you would like this movie a lot. Yeah, it's on my list. This looks like a Sean movie. I'll check it out. It's uh, It kind of feels a little bit like Raw, too, in a, in a way. But a little bit... Um, that's not true. It's... You know, it's in, it does feel European, though. I don't know. You guys know what I'm saying, though, right? I know what you're talking about. I know exactly. But, like, Eastern Europe, European films feel different than, like, French films. So, there's that. So, you can definitely tell. Uh, but, yeah. I would give it a very high three and a half. I probably wouldn't give it a four, but it's very close to a four star film for me. Just not quite there. Just and uh, there was the one mark. scene towards the end where I was like, fuck, made me some of the most uncomfortable emotions I've had watching a film in a while. And for that alone, it, it's probably four stars, but for the rest of the movie, I'd say knocks it down a half. And that's all cool. I got. Cool, cool. Uh, I got one more I'll talk about before we move on. Uh, so I went to see another movie that was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. I went to see Fantastic Woman. Uh, I went to, I think uh, Angelica was one of the only places that was playing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my girlfriend went to check it out. I was intrigued because uh, this movie was getting a lot of buzz. And people are saying, like, this is going to take the Oscar this year. And I could probably see why um, it's getting the buzz it is. But uh, the movie, I'll reach a plot. So the plot is a waitress and singer struggles to cover from the death of her boyfriend. And the story is about a transgender person who uh, is dealing with the grief uh, of her boyfriend who struggles on, I believe, a stroke. And he passes away within the first 10 minutes of the movie. And the story kind of progresses into her like um, being like a suspect because on the way to the hospital, he falls down the stairs and he arrives with a ton of bruises, so they believe that it was kind of foul play. So the story kind of sets you up to believe that she is a suspect in this case, but also she plays a victim in the story and a suspect at the same time. But overall, I was actually disappointed with this movie. Um, I actually went into it very excited, and I thought mm-hmm. high things of it. But yeah, I walk out, uh, me and my girlfriend, well, first of all, I should say this. I went to uh, Angelica, and my girlfriend spotted uh, Catherine Waterston, and she was just there by herself and like kind of like in a get-up. Like, she looked like she was in a disguise, like big-ass beanie, scarf, <laughs> and glasses. And she was just there chilling by herself. And my girlfriend was like, isn't that that one girl? I was like, yeah, it's Catherine Waterston. And she was there by herself. And she went into the movie with us. And she wasn't far behind us. And then when we walked out the movie, I could hear her. Like, I guess she was there with like, two other friends of her. And she was giving her instant review of the movie. And, her, and I quote, she goes, um, I feel like I was duped. I wow, swear, I she swear said God, that? She said that. Because <laughs> like, my girlfriend's waiting in on, on the line to go to the Ooh, restaurant. everybody's got duped. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with this movie. I thought it was, uh, was going to go in a different direction. I don't want to give too much away, but essentially the movie's plotless. Once her boyfriend passes away in like the first act, she's the, we're just guided through the story with this person. 
And a lot of it is dealt with her and the family of the deceased. And the family of the deceased is probably the thing that made me dislike this movie a lot. A lot of their characteristics just feels dated. Like for a movie that takes place in 2017 and everyone that surrounds her have all these dated personality types of like transphobia. Um, I didn't buy. There's a lot of tonal shifts in this movie. It, for, it kind of reminds me of Birdman. There's like some sporadic elements of like surrealism, but it just felt how, totally how Birdman off. does it so. It's consistent and it's a big part of the movie. It's like an added you know element. I'm saying you're saying they do like weird um, jumps out of reality. Yeah, yeah. So this movie has a what, ton of what, that. What a lot country of it, is this? It's Chile. Chile. Yeah, but that's actually speaking of Chile. That's actually one of the things I do like about this movie is that we're getting like an experience of like downtown Santiago, and they they have a, a lot of. Uh, outdoor shots of like cityscapes and the nature that surrounds Santiago which I like a lot but besides like the cinematography and some of like the set set design of this movie I didn't like the character and I was telling my girlfriend I think there is it's interesting to see a movie about a transgender person but I think there's a better story out there that will deal with somebody like this or like a character in a story like this and like I said it just feels dated I don't understand like the personality types that were uh in this film, there's one scene in this movie that where she pretty much gets kidnapped by uh, some of the brothers of the and sons of the deceased because they don't approve of the relationship that they, uh, that she once had with their father, and that scene is so laughable and it's supposed to be like a very strict moment in the movie, but it just took me out of it. And there are some cool scenes of her, um, essentially in the movie, or I think her passion. And I should say this movie is, uh, it stars Daniel Vega, who's also Daniel Vega, who's also an actual uh, transgender person, and um, she, I guess she's also an opera singer, if I'm not mistaken. And there's some really good uh, scenes of her like singing that's very good. But like I said, like the character study of this movie is totally off, and I can see why I got nominated for an Oscar, but I don't think it should win like as a best foreign piece. I'm hearing a lot of good things about um, Loveless which is very hard to find. It apparently it was only playing at um uh, MoMA, but it's not playing in New York anymore, but I want to see that. But yeah, this movie I would give a 3 out of 5. Okay. Solid 3 out of 5, but I was, I I had a high expectation for this movie. Well, I guess I got to I got to watch all of them, but now you're not selling me. But you yeah. should watch On Body and Soul. I think you'll like it. Yeah, it's on my list. I'm going to check it out. We'll be surprised if you like it more than me. Maybe. But um, if you guys watch this movie, I feel like you guys might have the same um, review of it. Same feel? Yeah, because uh, like I said, I was looking forward to this movie for a while now. And uh, kind of disappointing. But it's okay, I suppose. It's like middle of the road. But definitely not Oscar worthy. But I don't know what the fuck is these days, though. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. That's why I'm going to watch them all and see like what 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 is the trend here. Yeah, um, that's it for me. I don't have anything else that I want to talk about. You guys ready to talk Cloverfield? Possible earthquake here at the Statue of Liberty. Looks like you should have left town a little bit earlier. Whatever you're doing, stop. First, I'll read the um, the slogan. The future unleashed everything. <laughs> what? The future huh? unleashed everything? Yeah. That, that slogan is just as confusing as the fucking movie. And the... Uh, Wait, was this set in the future? Yes, yeah, it's set yeah, in the future. 2020 something? Yeah, 2028. Yeah. 
Is the first Cloverfield set in the future? No, it's no, set no. in 2000. It's, I think it's set at the time that it was released. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. time it's released. Yeah. All the ones, they so coincide with the time they're released. But this we'll one get into that. In the future. I have some stuff I want to mention about that. But let me read this Ooh, real quick. This sounds, sounds like a paradox. Orbiting above a planet on the brink of war, scientists test a device to solve an energy crisis and end up face-to-face with a dark alternate reality. Steve, jump in. Look at your, de- <laughs> like your deep in thought over there. This movie was fucking laughably bad, like, just from beginning to end. I was just, you know, at first I was thinking, like, okay, okay, I'm going to jump into this. Maybe maybe I'm going to like this. I like weird science fiction. Like, I like if they have, like, an interesting concept, and it seemed like an interesting concept. It kind of gave this weird, like, Call of Cthulhu vibe. You know what I mean? Like, they're ripping a hole in the fabric of time and releases these demons and, like, like reality is like just kind of bending around them. It sounds super cool, right? But it was just executed so poorly. I felt like I've never watched a movie where just things happened. Like that's all I can say about it. It's just like things happen. Yeah, it was like But a, there's no pretense or no like there's nothing underneath. It's just like jumping from scene to scene to scene to scene and just like the director's just like okay now we could put this cool part in or we could put this scary like, part in here's like, a here's like a wacky idea scene. huh like the hand scene yeah like, like it's just like what the fuck was that from? like that was the most deus ex machina bullshit i've ever seen in my life dude that's writing yourself there like, there was no other explanation yeah to like get them to where they needed to be so they're like let's put the fucking hand in it the that's what's gonna tell them but like how does the hand know that Dude, like this movie Great doesn't question. make any sense. I assume the hand went to another dimension where he didn't know. Well, <laughs> so well, that hand I, is I, I took that as that the the hand is him because the particles, all the matter, are kind of like disjointed and uh, like they're all over the place. Sean, so, you do not have to make excuses for this movie. I mean, do not this, make is, excuses. this is their explanation in the movie, so I'm just oh, going off man. of that. But wait, that doesn't make any sense, though. Why not? Because, because you what? can have, like, for example, the character with. But what would uh, that hand know about the future of that dimension? It's not the hand. Because he knew <laughs> the body. It's the body. For well, example, well, that's what I meant. Like the character. There's one scene in the movie that I can't quite explain. But for example, the first guy who. Uh, oh my god. The, was it the German guy? Uh, yeah. He's Russian. Yeah, he's Russian. So there's a scene in Mirror where he's t- essentially talking to himself. Yeah. The, from the version of him in the current reality, and he's the person from the past, the other reality. Yeah. The one they jump to. And he's telling him that in this reality, the other guy, Daniel Bruce's character, is a spy. And that's why he goes to kill him. Yeah. So the, you have both of these character of the versions of, of themselves trying to communicate to each other. Yeah. So that can explain that. But the, the portal thing is just that, I guess, because matter just fucked up. That's what they say in the movie. So everything's kind of like weirdly well, off. Yeah. Like, well, wouldn't it be random? Like, why would you get, like, why would you solve mysteries just because of that? I don't know. It's so they can progress, and I don't know. <laughs> I just, feel like we're going like, well, to explain it and just say saving stop. ass to like get this, I get, what's it called, the shepherd? To work. Yeah, the shepherd. Okay. Yeah. And it has to work in the reality that they're in. I feel like we're not explaining what the movie's about. Oh, yeah, we should probably talk about that. Oh, we just jumped into like our anger. Yeah. Now that everybody's calmed down. Okay, so this movie is the third installment of the Cloverfield franchise. Yeah, this is supposed to tie everything together. Which uh, is probably the worst thing about this whole thing, this whole experience. So if you guys don't know, this movie was a surprise release by Netflix um, Super Bowl after, after the Super Bowl. So they did a brief trailer f- during the Super Bowl. And then they released it on Netflix right after the Super Bowl. And the funny story is, um, this movie was made for cinema. Uh, 
J.J. Abrams uh, produced the, this whole thing. Uh, Julius Ono wrote a script in 2006 called The God Particle. Yeah, I remember reading that. And then J.J. Uh, Abrams thought that this could fit into the Cloverfield franchise. And they kind of catered it, or I would say shoehorn this movie to fit into the Cloverfield universe. And apparently it did really, really bad with test audience. And they, they, they didn't want to take, Paramount didn't want to take the risk of premiering it in theaters. So Netflix offered to buy the movie at the cost of, of how much they paid to produce it. Which was fifty million dollars. So yeah. Netflix bought this movie for fifty million dollars, um, and then the actors did not know it was going to be released on Netflix until the day of release. Holy shit! So JJ Abrams phone uh, phone conference all of the actors, and they're like, "Okay, guys, so this was going to happen. We're not <laughs> releasing this movie to theaters. It's going to Netflix." In three hours. You're, you're now a, a VOD uh, VOD trash, yeah. basically. Now that's the what whole, you are. The whole <laughs> premise of this whole release and the whole controversy behind it is scary because uh, we'll talk about this in what our discussion, but there's another movie that suffers or is going to suffer from this movie, and I'll uh, reveal that later. But yeah. um, but yeah, that's my that's a little background. So like yeah, so this is supposed to tie into the whole Cloverfield. All right, see, look, what they initially did with Cloverfield, the first one, it was like a found footage monster movie. It was interesting, and then we got Ten Cloverfield Lane. I haven't seen it, but I heard amazing things about it, and I felt Loved like, it. and I, I was thinking, I'm like, yo, this is cool. Like, it doesn't, it's not connected only by its own universe. Like, I get that, but it's just like they're different stories, they're different versions of like a horror story, like. You know, right. and I like that. That sounds it's, cool. It's supposed to be things that kind of happen more or less simultaneously of each other. Oh wow, man! Rain's coming Is down. That rain? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sound like marbles. But yeah, continue. Oh, I forgot. After rain threw me off. You're talking about Cloverfield Lane and the universe. Oh yeah, like I like I like what they're trying to do, but then this I feel like just throws a wrench in everything they had planned or like not planned or they're going to plan you know what i mean like it's just like i feel like what they did was dangerous because they they set up this this ridiculous half-ass explanation for the world yeah now if you're going to improve on it like now if you're going to make a new story it's been tainted by yeah you have to cater to that old story it's been tainted by this paradox yeah i I don't like that at all which 10 cloverfield lane is self-contained i don't know if you you haven't seen it but it's it's literally it's like uh it's like it comes at night yeah yeah that's i don't know man i like i don't know i think uh i like that was one thing i really liked about the cloverfield uh franchise is that it could be all of these different stories and they could all be told very different differently while still representing the same um the same event in the same world which is why i like how uh so different uh cloverfield and uh 10 cloverfield lane are so I don't know. When I initially read on this, I thought that it could be a good idea. Um, I like a movie that explains why these events took place in the first films, and I like that this one would be a little bit more sci-fi than those movies and um, had take a um, an account of uh, the events that led up to uh, the Cloverfield incident. However, yeah, this movie does do some things that are really overreaching its boundaries and it creates a weird scenario a, a weird uh yeah it throws a weird wrench in things that um they're gonna have to deal with if they're if they're gonna continue this franchise they're gonna have to deal with this this parad basically yeah. this paradox they've created for yeah. themselves yeah and i don't know why like it didn't make any sense why he thought this would be good for the franchise i feel like 
a more self-contained story without this like huge over arc like overarching like you know it yeah. has like a lot this is consequences yeah. it's it huge should, consequences yeah. that's gonna affect everything yeah. else yeah. in the franchise yeah. um it should not have been a um such a wide-reaching uh, event, like a like a, par- a paradox of this magnitude, something that reaches both in the past and in the future. This this movie is really shitty, and it has too much power over the rest of the franchise. Yeah, um, which sucks because apparently, like we talked about before, this movie is supposed to be a precursor for all those movies in terms of the outcome of those movies. Yeah, and the thing that sucks is that um, they're it splits those movies because of what gets ex- revealed in this movie. Like, a lot of people are saying, like, uh, the first Cloverfield and the second one are two different timelines, two different uh, multi-universe because of what gets explained in this movie. Um, I guess I'll, we won't get into much to spoilers in this one. But, um, okay, so let's talk about the cast. So Chris O'Dodd's in this movie, and he's probably the worst cast member in this movie. He's supposed to be, like, a... By com- far. Yeah, he's By supposed far. to... I'm a fan of his... But he's supposed to be a, like more or less like the he plays it so bland. He plays it so. I don't. I'm, I think I'm cooling on Chris O'Dowd. I I liked him a lot in the IT crowd. Yeah. But in everything else I've ever seen him in, I fucking yeah. hate him. He's not the he's not he, the best he's part. Just, uh, yeah, he's meant for. The, he was the in, IT he was in the other TV show that I liked too. That HBO show. Girls. No, no not it, girls. Um, he was like searching for his family. Family tree or something uh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that. I first fir- I saw the first three episodes. Yeah. I, I saw I liked him. It. He was in Girls, and I really disliked him in Girls. Yeah, he, I didn't like him in Girls either. But you, we have um, the lead. I forgot her name. Guju something. Gugu. Raw. Uh, yeah, Gugu. <laughs> Gugu Raw or something. Really? <laughs> but yeah, her her character her profile is the worst. Like, her story doesn't make any it, goddamn it's very, sense. It's very confusing. Like, yeah. like. Why she, she like from her timeline? Why she decided to go into space and doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, and the thing is, like, I was actually confused. Like, once w- something happened, should we just fucking talk about it? Yeah, that's okay. Spoilers. One thing I really didn't wait, understand wait. is her no. character does not seem very important at she's all. She's not important. She's not important. She's yeah. supposed to be the driver of this movie. Yeah, and but her she, character she doesn't is have so, a lot of screen yeah. time and a lot of dialogue Listen, is taken no, away from her. The thing is, like, there's no main character in this story. There's none because there's no point where you're sitting there like did you guys did you see the trailer i saw the teaser and i was just like the trailer features daniel brule as like the main character of this movie which i thought was would have been the main character but she is the movie starts her um and she you know she's like the person in most of the scenes i would say she's the only one that has a connection to earth yeah and the backstory with her and the story that's uh consistent uh with earth her husband is the worst so it tacked it's, on. It doesn't yeah. need to be there at all. There's no outcome of that at all. There's no resolution with that character. No. And I don't, I just that story of him finding the girl. I so what's, made, what's, what's the point yeah, of that? There's no. Th- there's no point. In, there's no point in that. I don't understand. At first, I, I think, thought. I think. I think honestly, the only reason we got it is so we had like glimpse of the monster when they're in this when they're on Earth. Like you see glimpses in the shadows. That of was the monster. fine. Yeah. He didn't like, need to find the girl though. Yeah. And I thought she was gonna be. I thought in his timeline Critical. that she was dead. I thought she was yeah. dead in his timeline, and he was like, what the fuck? I just found this little girl that I thought was dead. It made it seem like but she was important. Yeah, but that didn't happen. And then he just contacts her parents, and they're like, oh, cool. Oh, thanks for finding her. I don't understand anything about Me either. About that whole of, little subplot. There's like, no sense. Yeah, there's some things in this movie that doesn't make any goddamn sense. There's a sense. lot of things in this movie. Like, for example. That, the arm, the fucking, the, the worms. 
None of it makes sense. Yeah. I can understand maybe the worms. Like oh, it shifts. Th- like scene, everything shifts. Doesn't it remind you of Alien of when they bring yeah. him to the, the bed, the bed, and they're just out, surrounding yeah. around him. Something just all, all him. this. All this feels like another Alien movie, but without yeah. the alien. You know what's just you know what is just tracing the lines of like all those movies from like life. the 80s like yeah life, life that's exactly well. what i was thinking it reminded me of life but life is i would say easily better movie but i think but without the take away the story and like all of like the the nonsense of it i think the worst part is the the characteristics and the profiles of the cast yeah. everyone you don't give a shit about anyone and nope. everyone has the worst lines ever in this movie. Yeah. Like it they was do, written by a child. They do things that this this actually did remind me of a uh, like Prometheus in a lot of ways because the characters are so poorly written and they're so um, I don't know they're so counter what you expect their characters to be, especially as scientists. Like there's one scene where, um, well, yeah, I'll just fucking kind of spoil it. Well, it's not really spoiler, but yeah, the doctor has to do an autopsy. Basically, but he's afraid to do an autopsy. Uh, I'm like, you're, a, yeah. yeah, like, dude, you're a fucking doctor. How are you afraid to do an autopsy? Like, yeah. It made no sense. He was also like a really, he was like a religious character too. He he was like praying at some point. I didn't really understand that either. But um, yeah, that scene especially made hey, no I did sense. Last night. And they were doing such stupid <laughs> things as, and they're supposed to be scientists, but they were like written in such dumb, unbelievable ways. Like there's there's no we, way these people. Are we scientists. said these exact things in the life review. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was they, literally they, the R review. The thing they that, behaved uh, the same way. <coughs> okay, so this movie was it was called The God Particle and it was a it was a movie that had nothing to do with the Cloverfield franchise. And for what I understand, a lot of the original script is in this movie. No, so no, more no, or no less the Cloverfield aspect is just a shoehorned yeah. story arc in this movie. So there is a core there of something that's just a sci fi film. But it's just two worlds trying to like fight for each other that doesn't make any sense to me i think that's the worst part of like there's like subtle hints throughout the movie besides the stuff in the beginning and the ending there's not too much about the cloverfield universe within the middle of the movie all right let me drop they put cloverfield on the uh yeah space station (laughs) let me let me uh let me just drop this let me put it i'm gonna let me do this let's say it didn't it wasn't like they turn on the machine they use a, a, a hydro collider what were they using? It was uh, like some sort of collider. Yeah, yeah and and they, they instead of transferring themselves to a different dimension or colliding dimensions, what if they literally open the gates to another dimension, which releases the creatures? That's, that's, what, I, that's what that's I what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought was going to happen. And too. I, and that makes sense because they no, have wait, to wait, like. Wait. But so that, wait, wait, you're saying it would have been better if the, this is how it could have worked for the Cloverfield franchise if they open. They literally rip open a hole in the universe or dimension. Demons pour out, yeah. explaining the monsters, and also they have to deal with like shit happening on the space station and hearing all this shit happening yeah. on Earth. That's what. And I, that would have been like that would have made well, sense no, a th- lot th- of I it. I think that's the point. I think that's what happens. That uh, does it does happen, but they really add happen. the extra they, dimension they, of they, like they bringing. Mesh, they mesh everything together. They why, why is there a second Earth? It doesn't. Why? Who cares? Because the the version of Earth that we that's in the plot of the movie, the one with the um, what's her name, the short hair girl, the I forgot her the name. mechanic. Uh, she was in um, was yeah. it a uh, Thor or, or Guardians of the Galaxy? Jensen. Jensen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her version of Earth is where all the monsters are, and apparently that's the universe of all the Cloverfield stuff. So whenever they charge this thing and it just ripped the hole in time. That's where unleashed all the monsters, and that's no, what's no, no. That's chaos. no. Her world is the world where they fight. They're fighting a war, like the war is actually no, happening. No, no, it's not a war. Um, it said that it, 
She, she never said it's a war. Yeah, it's a war. It's a war. It's a war between countries. Yeah, because in the the reason he the but there's all spoilers. Spoilers at the end of this movie, Chill. someone comes back and and the guy. You know what? Don't waste your fucking time on this movie. Seriously, you can watch any other Cloverfield movie. Do not waste your time with this. Wow. I literally like literally lost interest right at the end. I'm like, okay, just hurry the fuck up. I've never felt that way in a it's, movie before. It's not just the war though. It's also monsters in her world. Um, yeah, I don't think the monsters are exclusive to her world. I yeah, think they, because I think it's, they're in it's both in worlds. That, they're, it's in both worlds. I think no, no, no. I, it, I, yeah, it's in both worlds, but I think that it's currently <coughs> happened. Like where you said it was happening in her world, her world first. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's what. I, I, think, I think, think you're that, saying that. No, they, I think that's they, the explanation they, of their. I think I might agree with Sean. I don't know. Like you're saying that they. Uh, no, they so fuse the two dimensions together, it's, it's so they share things, but, yeah. like the monsters. But her in her world, it's what six months in it, um, ahead of time, so that so, so that's so, why. So this is what ha- all right. This is what I understand. This is the way I thought the movie was happening. All right, so they have two dimensions: two Earth. One Earth is riddled with monsters. One Earth is at war. That's the because in her world they're not at war at all. And not then, yet. Yeah, not yet. Because but then, it's six months prior. Yeah, so they jump in time, but I think the reason they're at war is because uh, the shepherd was destroyed. Yeah. In whole world, the shepherd was destroyed. Well, the shepherd was destroyed uh, when they first uh, ripped a hole in time. So that's what happened. When they ripped a hole in time, her crew dies, apparently. and But she survives in the other universe. God, this movie is so fucking dumb. Oh, she's brought over, yeah, <laughs> when, when that thing happens. <laughs> this is like, why, there, there's why a, is this so There's a part in the movie where she says, like, everyone that was dead. Apparently, this is except uh, the scientist who's still on Earth because she didn't. In this universe, she stayed on Earth. Well, all right. See, yeah. this and that's what I'm saying. What if, what if we just didn't have the second Earth? What if we just had Earth One, and that's is what like that's the yeah. main focus. Because when you add see this extra layer for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. it's completely unnecessary for storytelling. Like, why is it there? It's not providing anything other than like, uh, like. Like Act Three conflict. Yeah, yeah. That like that's the only reason. She has when to decide whether or not she should go back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's, which it's wasn't pointless. You know what? You know, I was just thinking about uh, what's his name, the father from Grounded for Life. Yeah, uh, he's in the movie. He's in the movie, <laughs> and he kind of plays like this, like conspiracy theorist person. The fact that he outlines what happens so perfectly doesn't make sense. Like, if you're if if this was reality, and we're trying, we're in space trying to charge like some energy beam for sustainable energy. Who the fuck is gonna say it might disrupt space and time and unleash monsters? Yeah, who yes, who's gonna say that? It's a weird, it's a weird it's such a stretch. specific yeah, thing very, to say. Like, what, what, what evidence does he have? That's exactly. Even though it's all Hollywood right. plot building, yeah, that's like why. this dude's concept of fucking like multi-dimensional fucking uh, theory could not be that fucking accurate. Yeah, there's no way he would know that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like a lot he's of the only person in the world, and that that's knows something that, that was added happen. into the the God Particle script. Yeah, right. but uh, I, that's what. Yeah, I thought that uh, they were just gonna rip a hole into uh, space time, and um, there's like a scene in the first movie where you see like the uh, footage at the end, yeah. and you can see this creature falling out of the sky and like into the water. Mm-hmm. I thought that that's what was gonna be happening. Yeah. Uh, when they rip that fucking shit open but see yeah, that, that sounds like an interesting happen. concept and i feel like it could have give this story a little bit more yeah. structure you could have had like it, it would have been it, you would have both those elements of like earth or not even like getting scenes from earth but just getting contact from earth i think it would have been really cool but no more we just get self-contained story yeah, which so, is in the again, ship yeah. i like the idea i like the original idea of the movie of of like 
ripping a hole in space and earth is just gone like or earth never existed yeah and like just like the paranoia that surrounds the crew and the ship and trying to fix everything yeah that would have been amazing and then maybe subtle hints of like the cloverfield events yeah i don't know that could have been good too like if that if earth just went to another dimension itself right but i think involving like a second earth and like the other character that comes in, it's completely unnecessary. But that just makes it me just, wonder if there's a third Earth, a fourth Earth. Like, there is. There's multitudes of Earths. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why those two? It's because it's, it's just a, it's just not. It's, it's because not it's satisfying. a movie. Yeah. It's, it's just because it's a satisfying. movie. Another thing that I, that makes me um, just call bullshit is that they were able to turn on the collider again. And then it reverts. Like, what are the connections between these two specific dimensions? Like, what happens? How do they know that when they turn the fucking collider on again, that they would go, go to, back? Because well, go to because, a third dimension. Yeah. Go because to a different one. Daniel Brühl's character explains it perfectly. And he goes, if we turn it on, there's a chance that we might end back up where we started. Which is stupid. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, why? And yeah, how would he know that? literally yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, I, think, I think also I heard one character spewing some random dialogue saying <laughs> something about the ventilation systems that they have to trigger them on. In order for the to work. that was fucking that was what caused oh, there's, the uh, there's, dimensions. While yeah. watching this movie, the, the, the water. When I was watching initially watching this movie, there's a scene in this movie where I was like, okay, this is something I need to talk about in the podcast if uh, we don't review it or if we do review it. There's a scene with the commander, and he's holding his knee in his room and he's crying. Crying, dude. That was the most. I was like, what the fuck? It was is the going weirdest right scene in the entire he's the movie. Command. He's holding like, his yeah, knee like I'm a like, child. Well, what like, are you doing, and dude? He's, it's not just tears. He's go, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like bawling like a baby. I'm like, what the fuck is going and on? And then he wipes his tears up. And he's like, all right, we gotta do this. <laughs> like, dude, I've, it's I've rough. never seen that in like and, a uh, sci-fi yeah, movie. Like a commander just crying in his room. I could. Uh, and how cliche I actually his don't, outcome don't is. Yeah, that was rough, dude. It doesn't make any sense. I just, I just as a think, commander. I think yeah. I, if I was commander, I'd probably cry. I, we would cry, but we're not commanders. Yeah. How do you guys? How do you I, guys feel? How do you, know. you guys feel about? The, like, I like the idea of like the reality shifting and things changing, but it, didn't you feel like the ship was very antagonistic in the way that it, it was like attacking? It was, yeah, like it was it purposely yeah, doing it. it I understand like, it was like by an accident, especially the water scene. It the water fe- scene was weird. It felt like a uh, like a final destination type thing. Yeah. Um, well, this movie has a lot of cliched moments, especially yeah. this the outcome of the uh, commander. I don't understand why he needed to do what he need he did. He you know said because it about? needed to be locked from, but and, yeah, but there had to be another no, way. To yeah, do there's it. there's no way it's only manual. Yeah. Like this is a fucking ship in 2028 yeah. that can that's trying to make an energy beam. You're yeah. telling me you can't manually detach? Yeah, like someone designed it. Yeah, we're gonna have to have somebody sacrifice themselves <laughs> in case. <laughs> that they was the only have. way we could get <laughs> this built. <laughs> yeah, that who was the fuck approved those plans? Yeah. All right, I'll tell you, all all right, listeners. Um, there's a better movie out there, and it's a perfect movie. It's called Sunshine. Sun- yeah, there's Sunshine. Sunshine. Is, Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine. It's similar in, yeah. in style and in, in plot. Soderberg? I would say. No, it's Danny no. Boyle. Oh, no. Danny Boyle. oh, no, that's a different movie. Danny Boyle and um, Danny Boyle. Andrew, yeah. Gar- um, Andrew Garland wrote that movie. Um, Alex Garland. Alex Garland, yes. Right. Um, yeah, so anything you guys liked? No. <laughs> um, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's, it seemed like an interesting concept, and I like science fiction like that, and I was like, I heard like initial bad reviews, but I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Maybe I'll be into it, and it's just bland characters, just just horrible not horrible acting it's just like nothing was given the characters are so bland that the actors couldn't do anything with them doesn't it remind you of like a grand episode of black mirror like um, a wannabe i yeah. haven't seen a black mirror episode well it has the the lead in in the movies one of the google yeah yeah characters in one of the black mirror episodes san juniper oh yeah. this was so bad that i can't even 
my mind didn't go to Black Mirror. The like, thing is, I'm, I was just kind of frustrated. And I usually don't get that frustrated. Like at least with at least with this, what was we watched uh, last week? I blacked out. Uh, Winchester. Yeah, Winchester. It's just like, like at least it was funny. Like I could laugh at it. Like this, I could laugh at it at points. But I didn't think it was. It was like, I didn't think it was laughably bad. I thought it was just uh, yeah. frustratingly bad. Yeah, like it was just like you can't you can't construct something like this without it being tight as a fucking like, you know, you time know, and it, like dealing it, with science fiction you have to have like a structural rule set in place like yeah. it, or like it has to be like inception or something where it's yeah. like at least yeah. like well tied together apparently uh jj abrams uh was very disappointed with this movie whoops and, and he was trying to fix it uh in post but uh i can't just, i just don't have the clips yeah you should put that lens flare on there. And that's why Paramount sold it to Netflix because they had no choice. Um, but yeah, this movie is up... T- it's like horseshit territory for me, to be honest. I was actually kind of offended by this movie. It's real because bad. I'm a fan of the Cloverfield films Yeah. in, t- in general. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like I don't, s- I don't understand why Abrams decided to implicate this story into the universe. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Especially it. after it was done and he saw it. Come on. like It was, it was very ambitious like, and I respect that little aspect of that but I think... Uh, it's not ambitious when you read someone else's script and just say like, oh, we're going to change the name to this and we're going to shoe home like... Yeah, sure. Shit. Have you ever seen Monsters? Yes. No. Garrett, Garrett Edwards? Yeah. yeah. You should watch Monsters. Um, it's just a monster film um, about aliens that and, uh, invade He's Earth. doing another Godzilla, yeah, apparently. That's ambitious, and they made that movie for like fucking $20,000. I thought you were going to say better. $20. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, they just drove around in a van and fucking filmed it. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. But what I'm saying is um, it's just like the ambition might have been there. It's like, all right, we're going to do this crazy fucking dimensional paradox. But like the fact that you didn't think it through is like what yeah. offends me the most. Yeah. It's like... I. I don't know, like, what scenario that you think that everything adds up. Like, you can't leave the audience to hung- be hungry for more when there's no, like... It's not like a, a definitive sequel franchise, like, you know. If you want to inter- introduce such uh, large-scale, uh, like, theories and shit, it needs to be... Um, you got to think it through. You can't just fucking half-ass a paradox movie. Yeah, I mean, I feel like an interstellar... Fall victim to this too, but like a lot of this movie was half half assed though. Um, but Interstellar was riveting. Like there's no point for that for that uh, woman to even go to space. Like she was her her character. Like in terms right, of gonna, uh, responsibility, was just gonna say it. Uh, the how her children die, and yeah. how she explains it, <coughs> is so dumb. It is very dumb from a fucking and ba- then, battery. And she or something. decides to to stay in the world that they're in currently in the Earth doesn't make any sense either and her explanation as to like how it would work out it's that yeah i know myself i'll accept this and her message in the end yeah brutal just horrible it's very bad i forgot what she said i think it's because I don't she's care. like she's whatever something. you're doing right now run to your kids and hug them she's like what, I, what, I, what i'm going to tell you right now is very important that's not the most important yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Like, that's not important yeah, she's like don't for don't get a battery yeah, it'll kill you. It'll, it'll kill your kids. Like she doesn't say she's like that. That thing. Yeah, you should destroy it. Yeah. She doesn't say it might kill everybody you love. You won't need it later anyway. Yeah, and but in the beginning, where when she's like deciding whether or not she should go, like she should have stayed home. There was no reason for her character to go up there. She, she didn't do she, shit. She, she didn't, didn't do shit. Anything. What was her position? Yeah, I don't even know. I still don't know. She was. Yeah, like, I only know like, yeah, she I only know two, two positions. Like a there's the doctor and there's the engineer. 
Which was uh, the, and the a- Asian woman. Uh, what's her name? Oh, there's also one part. There's a part yeah. where uh, somebody dies, and uh, Daniel Beale's character uh, has no emotion at all after this person dies. And then the next scene, he's just normal. Do you, do you know what I'm talking doing about? Doing the fucking engine. Yeah. Doing the engineering like, shit. I would like be this. distraught. Yeah. Which character? He didn't love that lady. He didn't love her at all. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he didn't love her. Yeah. Except that, that one little hand thing they do together. I'm like, oh, fucking. Brutal. Mm. Um, yeah. So this movie's uh, Netflix trash. Um, I would never watch this again. Samesies. Yeah. So you guys want to drop some scores or talk about more things you liked? I don't think we said one, right? I give this movie a fucking half star. Fuck it, I don't care. Ooh, I didn't, fucking, I didn't real hate it low. that much. Yeah. Dude, uh, I'm never watching this shit I'm again. I'm gonna give it a two. I don't think it has anything redeeming. It's like it's I mean, like, the it's sci-fi like it's a elements yeah, made it's, it's it watchable not a for me. Poorly made movie. At yeah, least. I think I think it's like Winchester. There, there are movies that I, I actually. If, if you think of a movie as Winchester and this movie, uh. I would say this movie's miles better than Winchester. Yeah, yeah because yeah. all right, all right. You want right. to know one thing I didn't do in this movie that I did in Winchester? What? what? Check the runtime halfway through the movie. Yeah, <laughs> same here. I never do that. And I watched I this movie when I didn't re- know we were gonna review it on the podcast. Right. I, re- I watched this because I thought the trailer looked interesting. All right, all right. I give it a one. Dang, no, you can't go back. You on said it. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, like one. I'm giving it a I, one. I actually was leaning on two. Like when I went into the review, I was I was leaning on to two stars. I know, hearing everyone else's uh, like things that they picked out that they didn't like makes it feel worse. But I guess I'll stick with my review and say, as far as like as much as I enjoyed it, was like two stars max. You know? Yeah, two for me as well. You, Harvey. It's a yeah. I'd probably get a. It's a one and a half for me. Cool. Uh, I know we did we did drop like slight spoilers, but like trust me, in the grand scheme of like a, how the yeah. plot is put together, that we're it not make, spoiling. It's, yeah, it doesn't make any it's sense. It's a sci-fi horror. There's a lot of cliche moments in the movie, so you shouldn't expect anything too grand or like smart from this movie. Like mm. if you think that we were just rambling like Mad Men, like we're just like just spewing shit out. It's because that's, that's how what the, the movie, movie is. is. Like it the movie rambles, just rambles, like. and it's just like, and the whole time the scientists are just saying, "It's like this doesn't make any sense." No, no, this doesn't you make know, any we sense. Sh- we should have discussed uh, in space movies, like good in space, like Lost in Space type films. Like Moon. I mean, I think we all would have chose the same one. So Moon, Sunshine, some yeah. good ones out there, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, remember God. Mission to Mars? That was good. Remember uh, Rocket Man? Rocket Man, <laughs> yeah. The Martian. Uh, the Martian. What about um? Red Planet. <laughs> red Planet. I don't like Red Planet. Yeah, that was trash. Um, <laughs> Ghost of Mars. Planet of the Apes. Pitch Black. Parado- right, paradox. Not. Planet of the Apes. Oh, that would have been interesting. <laughs> it's paradox. Trapped in. Trapped Actually, on what about uh, what's the George Clooney one? Uh, Sol- Solaris. Yeah, Solaris. Wait, Fuck. that's Solaris. what I was thinking. That's a Soderbergh movie. Yeah. Yeah. Solaris. I, I was confusing. That's, that's in my top ten best sci-fi of all time. I was confusing Sunshine and Solaris. You guys remember? Uh, fuck. What's that horror? That scary one. Um, Life. Oh, you're talking with the aliens. No, no, there's, the no, robotic there's aliens. no aliens. They go to a uh, different dimension. Like the ship goes to a different. And it's dimension. A, has plants grown in it. Huh? Like it has like fauna in it, like plants. No, and shit? no, there's no plants. They're just above aboard a uh, ship. They find a ship that went to another dimension. Mm-hmm. It went to like hell, I think. The ship went to hell. Um, that, is it old? Yeah, it's got a uh, fuck. You guys Sam, know what I'm talking about? I think Sam Neill's in it. Uh, oh, Jason event, X. No, not Event Horizon, yeah, right? Event Horizon, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I remember that shit. I used to play on TBS yeah, all the time. That shit gave me nightmares. Yeah, Jason, that, that was Jason scary X, too. Right? What? Jason X. Jason X. 
when he gets re- like re put together in space. Uh, I don't think I saw that one. That one was I the sure worst did. one in the franchise. I just remember those uh those freaking corridors. Yeah. Um. Cool. Guys, all right. All right. I don't think we need to even pick a movie for next week. We all know what we're watching, right? Black Panther. I never freeze. I never freeze. But let me uh, just let's see what else. What are you gonna wear? I think the showing Harvey. All black as always. Actually, I don't know. I might get a uh, daishiki. Don't worry about daishiki. I don't know. We'll see. Oh man! I get a big black power fist um, necklace. There's another movie that I want to see as well. It's called The Party with uh Jillian Murphy. That looks good. Yeah, that does look good. Um, but yeah, Black Panther is a big release. Oh uh, yeah, I'm kind of worried about it though, cause um, it's like the fastest selling um Marvel movie ever. So we may have some issues trying to see it. Have you been reading a lot of the Twitter reviews of like celebrities? Uh, no, I've, I've read the uh, I've read some of the reviews on. Well, I haven't read. I've like glimpsed at reviews, like uh, mm. critics' reviews. Yeah, they've all pretty much been uh, rave reviews so far. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, like, a lot of celebrities are saying this movie is like a milestone and it's a game changer. So, yeah. said that about Wonder Woman. Is, yeah, that's what I was about to say. A lot of people said that about Wonder Woman. Look no, what happened there. Uh, Ryan Coogler, though. So <laughs> I know man. Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Is, he's, he's a trustworthy name. It's a brand we know. What if it's trash? But that's what I'm saying. What if? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm very intrigued. I'd be disappointed. I don't think it's gonna be trash. Yeah. If anything, it'll be good. I got I got high hopes for it, which is I dangerous. High but high hopes. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild fucking experience because I like I've never seen so many people excited for a movie. Yeah. You want me to get you a dashiki too? Yeah, I should probably get one too. <laughs> You're gonna look awful. <laughs> Please. Get Could be worse. On. Could wear a fucking clansman suit. You're gonna look pregnant. Yeah, That'd be worse. All right, what do you guys More want to jump offensive. into then? We already know what we're watching. Yeah, we already know what we're watching. Do you want to jump into the topic? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, so I think we touched on Netflix, right? Yeah. So what do you guys think about this? Like, first, let's start, let's start with back into Cloverfield. So apparently Netflix, they're going to try this marketing for other movies. Uh, they're going to try to do a lot of like the day of releases and the day of announcements. Do you think it's something that can work? I mean, apparently it... It did for Cloverfield. So it's something that could, I mean, it can inherently work, but if it's something that we don't know, like if it's yeah. like, it, it, it works for to, a brand. Yeah, it, it has has works for a brand. brand. Yeah. If they do like random shit, it won't work. Yeah, because no one's going to be like, oh, of course, okay, yeah, that's because What people, if they announce like a fucking Firefly uh, movie today? I would vomit. Re- and then just release it. <laughs> I would vomit, dude. I'd be excited. Like, oh, what the? <laughs> but on the other end, <laughs> I would fucking vomit. This is, this is my other view on that, Sean. I think that people just, no matter what, like, I'm friends with a lot of people on Facebook who... Oh, stop the humble brag. No, no, I got no. friends on Facebook. No, I think you're talking about mouth breathers. No, no I don't want to call my right. friends on Facebook mouth breathers. But I do want to call them people who don't follow film and don't go out and seek out good films, right? No offense to... you know, It's just not your cup of tea, right? But they... like As soon as there's a new thing on Netflix... It, it's the the hottest shit on the market right now, and they don't like. It doesn't matter if it's a, a movie in theaters; they don't give a fuck. But if it's on Netflix, like people hit me up in my messages like once a week. Yo, give me some good stuff to watch on Netflix, and I'll be like, why don't you head to the theater and see this? Yeah. Uh, they're like, fuck no, I'm not going to a theater to see that. Give me some good shit sh- streaming on Netflix right now. And I'm like, it's all right. Because it costs money, bro. I know, but uh, Movie Pass is a thing, and if you don't have it, you're asleep. You are sleeping. But that's me. Uh, that's my thing. Like I think people watch anything Netflix, except the On Body and Soul. I'm not, I'm not a fan of anything that has to do with like a stunt. And this is what this was. 
I think. Oh, this is a stunt, but yeah. I don't think it was an intentional stunt. It, from what it sounds like, I mean, it was, they a, didn't, it was they, a fuck up. They didn't. Well, I don't know. They didn't have to release the day they acquired it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they, they had time to promote it. They could have had time to promote Nobody it. Nobody was like you know waiting for this movie because they didn't know it existed. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it was a stunt. Like I, I would say. Yeah, like it was okay, all yeah, done was on stunty. purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the other thing I wanted to mention: apparently, the same thing happened to Annihilation, and Netflix bought Annihilation. Oh, really? So Annihilation is going to be released on Netflix 17 days after it premieres in theaters. So, if we, I would say, if we review Annihilation, let's just wait for the Netflix release, or we can go in theaters. Doesn't matter. Hmm. But apparently, uh, well, we're, we're slim pickings, so I mean, we might need to do it. So when it comes in theaters. It's one of my the producers uh, of Annihilation uh, were bickering. Uh, Paramount, it's still Paramount, I believe, but um, apparently they thought that it was too heavy in in terms of like being vague. Like you know, for example, his last movie, mm-hmm. Ex Machina. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there that probably didn't work for general audiences because this that's the way Alex Garland writes. He yeah. writes very like I would say heavy stuff in terms mm-hmm. of like sci-fi. Yeah, and this is what this movie had, and they wanted to change the ending of the movie. Eventually, they didn't do it, so they felt like it wouldn't do good in theaters, so they offered it to Netflix, and Netflix bought it. I, it's crazy. It goes back to what I said That's, earlier. I I think, it's almost like nothing this, That does. actually makes me want to see it more, because they're saying that it's a complicated movie, and I yeah. like I like stuff like that. Yeah. I wonder how that would feel, though, if you were Netflix does. Uh, I, re- Garland. Uh, I, I read a, a big interview with Alex Garland, and he was very disappointed, yeah, I but they, ma- they had a middle ground. Apparently, it's going to be released for two weeks in theaters. And then it's gonna hit uh, I just, Netflix. See, this is my problem with well, all not. this is that it's just like. And he's he said like, he was disappointed. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, just yeah. on that note, and finish up. But uh, he said that he was disappointed because the movie was only made for the big screen. Yeah. Like you know, a lot of like Bright was made for just Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Death Note. Was I made think for Netflix. Okja was made for the big screen. Uh, Okja and Myrwood Stores were both made for screens. And it's a shame that most people didn't see it on. Yeah. Um, See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's just you're taking a lot of these, like, we don't know if this, we don't know if Annihilation is going to be good, but you're taking these, like, like these stories just because you're afraid that it's not going to do well yeah. in theaters. Like, I think sci-fi like, fans might like Annihilation. Like, it might polarize people, I think. I think, I mean, I d- definitely think it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, science fiction isn't for everyone. I know that for a fact. No. If it's not... And that's what the producers were... I'm going really to be honest. Like, if it's not Star Wars or Star Trek or something where it's just, like, big lights flashing and, like, just a simple story... Mm-hmm. people don't like sci-fi that's a general which is consensus. weird because like, I, I i like sci-fi but not star wars like I, I don't care about star wars as much as i care about like small sci-fi mm-hmm. right. now with just netflix uh acquired and original films i think for the most part every film that they released was not good like you like think about it rebirth is the first one then we had discovery and uh death note bright I mean, you're a fan of Okja, Myrwood Stories. I, I would think that's well, the Okja's. best one. Myrwood Stories, Regardless story, of yeah. what you guys thought about it, overall, it was pretty Okja, hit. no, out of, out of like Myrwood Story, Okja is like another, they're like, they're, they're good movies. They're above most of the but movies that are being released. But they don't feel like they were made to be exactly. dumped on Netflix. Exactly. They, they, were, they were not made no, for Okja, Netflix. No, Okja Myrwood Story weren't made, they were acquired because of, because they weren't going to do Some good. movies feel like they're just being dumped so, on Netflix. So, and this, uh, I think this is my point too, is where, is where I feel... A lot of companies, I think Netflix is going to be the new place where VOD is going to find second life. And when I mean VOD, I mean like VOD and trash. I, and I think, like, uh, well, I think like, that might be a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Because a lot of these movies, they even if they are good, they'll fizzle away. Like, for example, Newness. I was a fan of Newness. 
and it wasn't going anywhere in theaters so netflix picked it up and it's on netflix now you can watch it yeah that's like yeah. that's yeah i can see the good side to it but i've also like i see Dude, like I, another I don't know man some of I these films netflix will find a home on has netflix. the strength to outdo like theaters i mean like, yeah that's the whole point that's why what i'm saying is like it does, i don't think it's like like a thing of vod like just garbage thrown out i think like people are seeing these movies more well, yeah, that's why because it's easy, it's, it's easy, easy access. yeah, and they're right. the company. It's like but, they're saving ass because I mean, half of them got back. shitty TVs, half of them got like bad sound systems, and it's a damn shame. Right, uh, pretty much shame. all of the Adam Sandler stuff, I'm not a fan of. Uh, I think they made three movies already with him, and he has a seven movie deal. <laughs> that I'm not a fan of, but uh, there are some stuff that they're gonna be doing with, um, uh, like with Ty West and. The Duplass Brothers that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And then we have a Mute that's coming out soon. That looks pretty interesting. Do you remember my, what I, on my anticipated, I said Mute of 2016? Yeah. No, 2017 anticipated. Did you? I uh, mentioned again 2018. There was no trailer. A week after I said that. I'm not a fan of the trailer. It doesn't look, it looks doesn't look good. Like just off the wall shit. Like I don't, it, it's not cool. Cohesive but all I was going off of was a photo and a synopsis. So. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, I, the other one, Altered Carbon. Have you watched it yet? Oh, uh, so the funny show, story. Right? I started watching the first the episode show, yeah. last night, and then I passed the fuck out twenty minutes in. Yeah, it's not a funny story. I actually heard that the the first <laughs> episode's decent, so I want to check really? it out. Yeah, I started watching it. Like I like the idea, like behind it. It seems. It I seems just don't know where they enough. get the time to make all these shows there's so many fucking shows i think shows. W- w- in terms of like so things that are, are good people out it, out there i think yes. the shows are the yes. best in my opinion yeah, like for example, shows, one of the best thing netflix ever did was uh produce a new season of arrested development yeah for 10 years the world arrested development fans were fighting for that last season yeah and it found a home like a place that would people would enjoy it i it think netflix, netflix has saved things yeah like they uh, not just netflix amazon amazon yeah. saved Hulu. top gear yeah. yeah, the Grand that Tour. Is, that is true. And like, it's things like that where these places have a, a place where they can just be free of bureaucracy. Well, there, there's bureaucracy, but what I'm saying is like, cable networks are a different beast yeah. to like yeah. fucking this. I think, mm-hmm. well, Netflix is literally the ultimate risk taker. They don't care what they what what your f- film's about. Yeah, some like of my on f- body and soul. Shows. That's a yeah. Netflix picked that up, and nobody I know is gonna fucking enjoy that movie. Yeah, like regular. So yeah, it's like it's, yeah, it's a good and bad thing. It's just I was just like worried. You know, I'm always worried about shit like that. I feel like I feel like it just ends horribly. Like it's just gonna become a dump. But it place. also makes you think well, like a, like a yeah. dystopian version of like streaming and like just cinema in general. Like, what if everything's just released on Netflix? Like, every movie. I, no, I hate that because I love going to movies. Like, say 20 years I from now, that. there's no movie This theaters. has always been my fear. Yeah? And I think that's why I was excited that if MoviePass could save that, I don't know, I would Like, I just would going to any feet. movie was like an art house thing. I don't know. I think uh, a lot of situations would have to come, would have to transpire in order for that to happen. And I think... Well, apparently, all of those two, things happened. I can like see 2017 it was the worst year for for movies since uh, 1993 or something like that. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily because of uh, Netflix or um, streaming technology. I think I, that, I, I think I think, I think that's some. all because of the movies that were released in 2017. I think uh, there were some great movies, but there weren't a lot of no, like, but, blockbusters but in 2017. I mean, overall, I think streaming has something to do with that. No, but overall, it's declined. It's not just this year. Every year, but when so, you compare, 2017 it's hit the peak. Yeah. 
But uh, what I'm saying is, uh, I'm scared <laughs> that if what if regular theaters become drive-in theaters? But think about it, like <laughs> for example, brutal. some some of the most watched stuff in Netflix history was in 2017. So there's a correlation here. Like Stranger Things, that was the most watched show on like anywhere, any platform. And in the same year that blockbuster like theaters tanked. I don't know. So there's there has to be some kind of correlation there. I mean, I understand I understand why the people people in general would want to just rather just be at home and watch something, you and, know, you're fucking here's, tired, you want to just like, yeah. oh, watch. I get Which it. Is weird. I get it. I don't get it because but, but I like going out. I'm at least 40% more engaged in a theater. Exactly. Than you have no distractions. You're watching Like at movie. home I could pause it to look at my phone. But here's the thing. Here's my here's why I think Sean's right. Um most people I know who catch up with the movies we see on this show, we see just about every movie except for these handful of like streaming ones in the theater. Every time someone contacts me about, oh, I finally got up to that one, it's they, because it's streaming. They all see yeah. them because they're streaming, like Kong, Skull Island. Not a soul went and saw that. But now once they put it on Netflix, every one of my friends saw it. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that people just weren't able to see in general, they're fine. Like, new, like for example, I go back to Nunes. Uh, that movie had a very limited release. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fans of that, like um, Drake Drama stuff, wanted to see that movie. But they couldn't see it in, like, in Kansas or something like that. Yeah. So it came to Netflix. So it's, you know, like in a way there's that side of Netflix that is good for certain viewers. Yeah. But there's also the people who would like to see... Like, imagine if, like, Annihilation, like, if, if you're a fan of the trailer or if you're excited for it or not, what if you wanted to see it in theaters? Yeah. But you couldn't because, like, it was shelved to Netflix. Yeah. So, there's also that. That was, like, with Okja. I was, like, I didn't want to see it on Netflix. And I, luckily, lived in New York, and there's one theater in the whole city playing it. Mm-hmm. But nobody else had that luxury. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a shame. But, uh, so, there's, a, there's like, a huge divide there, I think. I say we take down Netflix. I think we got to take them mm-hmm. down. I think we need to save cinema. I think on this show alone, we can save we cinema. We can save cinema? Yeah. We're not taking uh, I don't shit. know about that. There's something, mm. dude. My, I kind of like Netflix. I, like, I Netflix too. like it, but there's nothing like my memories of if going to a crowded theater on a Friday night. Now, I normally like to go to movies because you're less an old people. man. But like back then, there was something special about like no, the I newest agree. horror movie came out. In middle school, and your parents drop you off. And, no, I get know. it. I get the 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 whole like. So just you're just missing tradi- like a traditional. Just living like, in the past. Of, yeah, you're being nostalgic. That, that white experience. that white nostalgia. But no, there's no. no there's I miss I miss going to the movie theaters and black people yelling at the screens and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, you can't get that enough. on Netflix. It's bullshit. There, well, there is a, new, there is a, there is actually a new Netflix feature. Uh, yeah, the, the black people. <laughs> you can turn it on. Black flicks? You can turn it on. <laughs> it's called a uh, black black experience. You turn it on, and it's like you, you choose just, Thomas, <laughs> children, or black black. <laughs> black people yelling. What's Thomas? So I want to really want to know what the hell Thomas. Well, experience. no, when you when you you have profiles, oh, profiles on, on Netflix, you have your your Thomas profile, or you have the black experience. Oh man. No, but what I'm saying is, uh, it doesn't matter though. You. The films look better, sound better than they do in your house. Not most people I know don't have great home theater systems. I mean, the best, all right, the most important thing I think for me is that when it comes to movies, I mean, yeah, all those matter, but I feel like distraction is a huge big thing. Like, it's a big thing. Like, you know, when it, when you're watching a movie and you fucking, and you're, you're watching a movie with a group of people in a room and they're just, someone starts pulling on their phone and start talking, just like, shut the fuck up. Like, we're watching a movie, yeah, but, but we're watching but a movie then, in but my then, house. 
Yeah, I like, treat it pe- like a theater. Yeah, but people don't <laughs> care because they're like, oh, we're at home. You can just stop it or you can watch it later. It's like when you go to the movies, I think there's just like a general rule where everyone's just kind of like yeah, respects it's public it, property. And you just watch the movie and it's an experience. I, I don't know. I, it would be sad if cinema goes away. I agree. If we're watching a movie at my house and you pull out your phone and you're texting, we're stopping the movie and we're having a talk. <laughs> Especially if it's lost in translation, we're on the first date. Ooh, Tom's going to have a few choice words. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I know people who go to the movies a little bit more now because they have movie pass, but overall, most people, like you were talking about that movie newness, even with big movies that are accessible by anybody anywhere in the country, a lot of people are just waiting. Mm-hmm. Like if there's not the least yeah, bit of excitement, I think, um, they'll wait. They'll wait. But back in the day... People when I go. Used to go. I mean, you just go. You gamble. It's it's and you it's walk kinda, out and you say that movie sucks. That Netflix is able to buy just straight up buy fifty million dollar movies. Uh, yeah, they don't. Like, it's they're, nothing. They're, to them. They don't really care. Yeah, it's, it's a nothing. powerhouse now. Like it's nothing. If you can, like, all right, I'll buy fifty million dollars. Yeah, we'll it's put like, it on it's tonight. It's like when, if you're playing a game Monopoly, yeah, right? I was just gonna say, <laughs> and you have to pay someone off, man. He was like, oh, it's a thousand dollars. The dude just like, I'll drop take your money. shit. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Like, it just makes it seem like if Netflix offers some like a franchise a good enough deal, they'll take it. Like, what if like the next thing you want to see in theater, like something big, like just let's say new like Harry Potter movies, Isle of Dogs. <laughs> What if Isle of Dogs? Like, we don't get any cinematic experience out yeah, of that. Just that, nef- would that would suck. Because I would like to see that in theaters. Yeah, exactly. So it's scary. Like Big franchises don't care. I feel like they can easily do that with Fast and Furious. I feel like Fast and Furious is going to be that next one Netflix eats up. They're going to be like, you know what? If Netflix acquired that, that franchise, it's over. Fast and Furious should have its own streaming service. <laughs> All those fucking movies. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, well I guess... I think we're uh, redefining... Um, like the, uh, I don't know, I guess like the cultural uh, entertainment consumption norms. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we're, uh, like uh, sexuality and consent norms are being redefined, I think. How people consume entertainment well, is well, just changing. We're in that cusp of time where in the future we'll say we were there when Netflix took over everything. Damn. Yeah, we're, we're, Netflix well, theaters. We're, we're, I don't know. We're at ground zero. Disney is coming though. Disney is coming. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know what the saddest thing I, I realized? I was like, the, the theater back in our hometown of Port St. Lucie, f- Friday night, you would have to wait, like, down by the this curb. so nostalgic about this thing. You, you'd have to wait by the curb to buy your ticket, right? Like, you just, there's just so many people there. You go there on a Friday night now, it's just like the line's open. Man, you can even sneak in. Some might say you can sneak in. Yeah, I've I've heard, um, but but that's uh, you can I, just walk in. And yeah, I get no it. You know, anything. it's easier to watch it at home. But man, I watched the movie at home today, and it, I was like, I kind of just want to pause it and do something. I don't else. know. I have very fond memories of sitting down on my couch back home in my den. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's it it goes back and forth. Sometimes like late at night, you're just chilling. You know what? I don't have to wake up tomorrow. I'm gonna put on a movie. That's a yeah. great feeling too. But I also like skipping school and going to see movies, too, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's give and take. You know, there's nothing like, you know, watching a horror movie with uh, with someone and you're just kind of like chilling there and watch. That's great. It's a great experience. That's why I hooked up my surround, man. It's just like I got to have the I mean, experience. remember when we lived, lived, uh, we lived together for that brief period of time? Sure. Back in the day, and we used to have horror movie nights? Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, we, we played like, uh, like, who are you, who are you with? 
All I know is, is I, I, I put on the song on my phone. Oh, Insidious. That's when we were watching yeah, and that. I threw yeah. it like, under your, the, your door crack. <laughs> no, so it's like, I, it's both ways. It's fun and it's just sometimes I, I, I'm just kind of nervous with Netflix. It's like Disney. I'm very nervous with Disney. They're, playing, they're doing a lot of power moves, man. It's like that, that guy that's just buying up all that property. Buying up all those houses. The problem is Stop making them monopoly. All these it. changes are like revolving around us. But we're eating it up. Yeah, we're eating <laughs> we're it up. We're embracing all of it. Well, I still go to the movies a lot. I, I mean, mean, we, we do, do but, but we still watch. I mean, I watch a lot of TV shows on Netflix. I've movies. always watched shit at home, but... uh. Yeah, I mean, I like to do both, too. But um, I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> feels dishonest. Yeah, it just feels so wrong. I feel gross. All right, here's the deal, guys. The card, uh, our SD card, um, got filled up, and um, we had to switch to a new card, so we tried to naturally come back in, and that's what that was. I mean... At least you know we're honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, let's just move into the game. Um, yeah, we don't late. have much more to we're say. We're in the two-hour mark here. All right, so where's the dice? Right here. All right, Shomo. I think I have to roll it. Steve has to roll. No, Steve uh, gets to pick. Mm. Yeah. That's what we're... What the oh, fuck okay, we trying yeah, to yeah. do? <laughs> No, because last week we bend the rules a bit. Remember oh, we yeah, went back to it's the... Because, it's because we... That was punishment. That yeah. was punishment, yeah. All right, show me. Explain while I try to roll. All right, so this is the game where we uh, roll the dice. Uh, the person who rolls the lowest gets assigned a film by the winner of last week. Right, I'm going to try to... Or the loser, the loser of last week. That's a mouthful. Uh, so Steve lost... Uh, last week, he gets to assign a film this week. So. All right, everybody do a good roll this time. Nope. Okay. I've been no playing flops. a lot of Monopoly, so uh, I think I got right. it. I'm about to roll. Here we go. Five. All that, all that for a five. God Not great. It. Not great at all. Steve, do you have a movie uh, prepped already? Yeah. yeah, man. I don't. I do not at all. A three. Yes. Three. I, I'm out. I'm, I'm close to close to losing. So right. as long as I don't roll a two or a one. All right. Well, or another could three. Could be fucking safe. A good roll, Harvey. Let's see. A five. Ooh, Somo lost. All right. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. What you I'll take give the him? loss. Uh, so I'm going to give you this uh, this film directed by Patrick Bryce called The Overnight, starring Adam Scott, Jason Schwartzman. I know there's a prosthetic dick. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's one part of the movie, I but, guess. Yeah, I did want to watch this, so I'm, I'm so actually I interested. Want you to, I, want to, I want you to like look at this movie. I want you to look at the poster, actually. Watch the movie, and then come back and look at the poster, and then just... I want you to... Like, Really think about it. Okay. I don't think you have to think about it for very long to figure it out. Sure, it all makes sense. This is a so the 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 creepy guy. He's a, it's is Jason Schwartzman, right? He's not creepy. Well, I mean, oh, he that's from what I got from the trailer. He doesn't look creepy. Yeah. I don't think. The I mean, the, the, cop, the cowboy but, hat, the butthole paintings. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a great scene. Okay, well, it's, I don't know what to. I'll expect. leave you with that. Yeah. yeah, leave me with that. I think you're having fun. Taking a real, real good time with that. All right. Well, uh, sounds good. Thanks for listening, everyone. I know Steve has to run. Yep. Tune in next week for Black Panther. Um, Black Panther. Black Panther. Is that what I said? Yeah, you said yeah. Panther. You I'm can trying, catch I'm trying us to on, speed, it, uh, speed it up here. <laughs> speed it up. <laughs> I'm skipping vowels and shit. <laughs> consonants. You skipped the consonant. Consonants. You can consonants. Uh, check us out on social media. Uh, do the right film. Uh, we're on what Instagram. Do the right film underscore podcast. We have a website called DoTheRightFilm.com. You can listen to all of the reviews there. Um, anything else? Anything I'm forgetting? Uh, uh, please review us on iTunes or whatever uh, podcast listening app you use. Right. I'll, I have one final note. 
I uh, wanted to bring up someone I know really likes listening to the podcast as of lately. And they wanted to give you guys an apology. Why is that? Because she's the cause of American Honey. And she, she, it's her fault that I watched that movie. So who is this? Us, uh, a friend, Aaliyah. She, uh, okay. she's the one who was like, was intrigued by the movie. I was like, you need to watch it. I want to hear I told your you thoughts. to watch this too. I don't listen to you. Oh. Um, and yeah, so she wanted to apologize for that. Okay. Uh, before you guys go, I have a story I want to tell. Um, no, I'm kidding. Let's get out of here. <laughs> oh my God, Steve's like, fuck, I'm gonna be late. All right, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, All right, guys. see you next week. Bye-bye. You catchphrase.